Well, yeehaw, partners. My name is Super Shark Johnson, and you're listening to Rad Dad Radio. This is episode 27, and tonight we have one heck of an episode. We're going to be catching up over the last two weeks of video games, movies, and all kinds of crazy news. We're going to talk about Gamescom, D23. We have some new segments we're trying out for you, including the Rando Box and the Backlog Slog. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to... Rad Dad Radio. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Uh, 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 Turn the music up in the headphones. Uh, uh, you can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid. That. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things that go with the push. Feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the law, nigga, grip him a ball. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing, they like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating off the track that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block. Like a running back, get it, man, I'm straight off the block. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio. My name, again, is Super Shark, and I am joined tonight by my brother, Cream of Egbert. How are you tonight, Creamy? You gotta have some goddamn faith, Arthur. Oh, I know, Dutch. I know, I've had all the faith I can have. <laughs> I've run all out of these- faith. All these, uh, all these betrayals around me. The, the faith. You gotta have the faith. I'm Come doing on. well. This is John Michelle here. Rad Dad Radio. Joel, what episode is this? Are we on 27? Episode 27. Prime. Wow. It's a big prime number. Yeah. It is. How you doing, um, bud? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to be doing a pod. Sorry we missed last week. I'm still getting out of that uh, post-summer slump, but uh, the fall is creeping in. The 90-degree days are going down. There seems to be more time, and that means let's have a podcast. Um, Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Podcast Right Now. We are part of the Podcast Right Now network. Um, If you like the flavor of Rad Dad Radio, hop on over to Podcast Right Now, and you can listen to... Cream of Egbert, Carl Charlbury, TV's Joe Gazzaro, and the Thousand Dollar Dog um, discuss everything that is on their mind and in their hearts, and it's a great show. So please check that out. Um, we are also proud members of Patreon. Patreon is a a way to support content creators like ourselves. If you like Rad Dad Radio, please hop on over to www patreon.com slash raddadradio and consider giving a dollar a month two dollars a month uh, that goes a long way uh, I, it, there's not many things you can re- reference that cost a dollar uh, nowadays but imagine you get I think I think even juicy fruits like a buck 25 now so um, it's a buck guys come on dig in your couches check the old coin jar by the door um, you know it would help us a lot it we, uh, I can tell you right now, one thing I am hoping to get is there's a new, brand new soundboard. Um, it's a mixing board for podcasts. It's built specifically for podcasts. It's about 600 bucks. It would dramatically increase the uh, uh, quality of the show. 
I could pump Creamy directly in through that so we would have a seamless feed. Um, right now we have about a second, second and a half delay. I know that sounds like nothing, but um, when you're having a conversation, um, if things are out of sync, it can feel it can feel funky sometimes. So that's something that we're, we're hoping to improve. So hop on over to Patreon.com. Um, if you want to send us an email, got a question for us, want to talk about the show, you can visit raddadradio and the number one at gmail.com. Send us a send us a little a little message and we would appreciate it. So um, that's the intro. Cream of Egbert. How's your how's your life, man? Are you living it? I'm tr- I'm trying to live it, man. I'm trying to enjoy every day. Um, it's it's odd this existence, you know, where we we all walk around. It's uh, we're all human beings. We're we're animals, really. And and uh, and it, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to take it a day at a time. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, am I? I'm. We, we're positive. I'm not echo mode, right? I'm positive. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, it's been good. School's back. Um, taking the little ones to school that um, kind of got me starting my day a lot earlier than you know the last couple months, and I like that because it just gives me more time to kind of get some stuff done uh, through the day. It makes me be a little more responsible as far as my evening is concerned, and uh, you know, getting hitting the hitting the hay when I need to, things like that. Um, little one, I got a second grader, and then we got one starting preschool, so. Lots of lots of meet the teachers, lots of spelling tests flying around. Um, it's been a yeah, it's been a good start to the school year, I think. That's good, man. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, let's start off with some gaming news. Uh, what what have you been playing? What has been your video game life, Rad Dad? Well, first off, why don't you tell everybody what the hell Rad Dad Radio is? Like, sum it up. We always yeah, have the chance Rad to have Dad, new listeners. Rad Dad Radio, listeners. I would say, is just to keep it short, I'd say it's your standard, um, you know, gaming. I'd say gaming first slash, um, you know, pop culture and movies. Uh, both both you and I are, are kind of movie nerds, and, and we've seen a shitload of movies. And it's if, if there was a trivia competition and we could pick a category, I think you and I would probably uh, select the the movie the movie wedge first if if we could oh for um, sure so a lot a lot of movies a lot of video games but also we're just a couple dads you know so you might get a little more um a little more dad talk than you're used to on some of uh some of your favorite video game uh youtube channels podcasts things like that we try to sort of, sort of look at it as a balance um you know you've had meaningful sex you got these kids running around the house they want mac and cheese all day long fruit snacks are just bugging you they want these things uh, you can still in the evening hours once they once they fall off into sleep land uh, you can fire up the Xbox you can fire up your PC play some games no rule against it and I mentioned schools back in sesh so I, I found some I found some new hours in the day to uh, to you know put a VR headset on or sit down and uh, you know grab a grab an Xbox controller so it's about balance I think and uh, trying to trying to be uh, trying to be good dads and mediocre gamers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or sometimes the other way around, but yeah, well said, well said. Well, let's uh, let's get into some game stuff. I have uh, so I I mentioned last episode I started Far Cry New Dawn, and uh, I like it. It's gorgeous. I'm definitely gonna play it. But then I felt some guilt. 
because there are some games in my backlog that I didn't finish. And I think a lot of folks go through this kind of gamer-consuming loop where you you have all the hopes in the world to finish a game, but then the next hot thing comes out, and then that thing, you'll, you, you tell yourself, oh, I'll get back to it, but then, lo and behold, you never get back to it. So I decided I'm going to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and uh, God, man, it's... Uh, this game won't die. I'm trying to kill it, and I can't. I just can't. I've put so many hours into this game. Um, yeah, I, I see you playing that online, and then if I log in and I go into anything other than you know Netflix or YouTube, I think that catches your attention. But typically, unless I message you, you you're pretty content. Stay, you know, staying in that. Uh, oh yeah, in, in those in those Roman times there, yeah. Oh, for sure, and I do love it. I mean, it's you. You're. I mean, I'm living. I'm living the life, man. I am Cassandra, the eagle bearer, and uh, but I have the down. So <laughs> what's happened is I I fell in love with the game early on. So I got the season pass on a on a hot deal. It's like twenty bucks. So I have all this. I have like six DLC packs that are all in there. And what's happening now is I'm mixing in some of that, and I don't even realize it. So, like, I went to Atlantis the other day. I went to the gates of Atlantis the other day. And, like, that's a whole DLC thing. And there's a dude who says he has the key to the gateway to Olympus, where the gods are, which is another DLC. And so I have a lot more to go. But I'm going to stay stay the course and keep clearing the map. And it does get a little repetitive uh, from time you, to time. Are you but... actively trying to avoid side missions and just, and just tackle no. the main story or what? Well, so there's these, like, fetch missions that pop up, um, and there's different icons. These are, like, more black and white icons that pop up, and you don't, they're not pertinent to the story. You don't have to do them. They're really if you need money or resources. Um, so I am clearing all the question marks, marks on the map, um, which is a lot. Like, for me to do a small island takes a night or two just to clear it, and then I might get a piece of story content. Um, or sometimes right. it'll be a whole bunch of story content, like it kind of wet, re, like wets your beak, and you're like in it to win it again. But I like that Ubisoft stuff. I know some people don't like it. Some people play it way differently than I do. Um, but I like the satisfaction of just like clearing something, like it's done. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say I should never have to go back there again because the nature of the game is different story missions will put you back into a place that you've done before, which is nice because it's like, oh well, I just get to focus on the story. So yeah, yeah. So that's really all I've done <laughs> over the last two weeks. I'm really trying to get it done so that then I don't feel any guilt or remorse from playing new games that I've spent my hard-earned cash or my game wife has spent his hard hard-earned cash buying. So. What have you yeah. uh what have you been playing? Um I got some more Red Dead in and are, are we spoiling? I think we can spoil. Yeah, it's been... I think we can spoil. Okay, but I mean point. warning, spoiler. Um so I'm I'm riding through uh Saint-Denis and my my screen starts to do like drunk screen sort of like wobbles and stuff and I'm like, "Whoa, what's I didn't drink. What's going on?" I, I literally was in between the tailor and the barber. Like, I just wanted to kind of, like, clean up because I noticed in some of the cutscenes I was looking just a little shitty. Um, okay. And so I'm riding my horse. I'm just I'm going at a, you know, a slow pace because I've made that mistake in 
uh, Saint Denis where I, I'm tearing through and I hit a person and the cop sees it and now it's a witness and now I gotta run out of town and hide under a railroad track and whatever, um, lose my wanted level. I, um, I fall, I start coughing a lot and I fall off my horse. And then a stranger comes up and, Mister, you okay? He starts helping me, takes me to the doctor. Turns out I got tuberculosis, uh, tuberculosis in the, oh, I can't man. say it, tuberculosis in this game, man. Yeah. Arthur is not doing well. It's rough. See, these so, are things I wanted to talk with you about I last know. November. I, I know. I'm sorry. I took a big break. V, I got a VR headset. Well, here's the deal. I'm gonna make a I promise a to our. I'm gonna make our prom, a promise to our listeners. Okay. And I'm making a promise for you too. Once right. Creamy Johns finishes the game, what I'd like to do is get you and a couple other of our buddies that have also finished the game, and we're gonna just do a full, deep, greasy spoiler cast of Red Dead Redemption and just talk about it because that has been to. something I've been looking forward to do doing for a um, better part of a year at this no, point. No, we so. have to, man. We have yeah. to. And um, can I just add, I am in love with this game. Like, Oh, God. I mean, I don't know why. I, I took like a big three-month break. I know why I did, but man, it's, it's the only thing I should have been playing. It's the... It's... It might be just the prettiest, well thought out game, and it's moments like what I just described, and just all of Chapter Five. That one thing I've learned from this game, which, un, which is you know, it's I think it separates it or raises it above a lot of other games that could be described as an open world, you know, yeah. action adventure shooter, whatever you want to call it. Um, is that this game surprises you? It it doesn't. It's not. Like, I feel like with so many games, you'll play, and after the first couple hours, you kind of have seen what the game is going to do, and then you play it out. This game, it surprises you. Like Things like Chapter 5 and, and you know me falling off the horse in the middle of town, the Lenny mission early in the game, I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I think I know what to expect. Like, okay, no, I'm, isn't I'm that a fun right? feeling? I mean, after I the I- after the Guarma um, Island and after Tuberculosis, it's like... At that point, you just let yourself go. You're like, all right, story, go ahead and take me wherever you're going to take me because all bets are off at this point. And I remember a lot of people gave, when the game first came out, a lot of people gave it some harsh criticism because they thought it was a step back in complexity because in Grand Theft Auto V story mission, you could play as three different characters. And those three characters represent the three different gameplay styles of any Grand Theft Auto gamer. You have Michael, who's like your strategist, and he's like the boss man and calling the shots. And you have Trevor, who's the wild and crazy guy who's like blowing everything up. And then you have Franklin, who's like he's just dri- he's a driver. He just wants to do missions. He doesn't want to get involved. St- starting from the bottom, a little bit of style yeah. and all that. Yeah. What Red Dead did is they put all of that personality into one character and then added the choices. Because what you – I don't know how often you think about this, but your game is going to be different than my game, which is different than someone else's game. Oh, yeah. And I've already, it really I already through – yeah, and it, I already know that through conversation with just other people who have been playing it. Like, yeah. I'll mention a little side quest that I did, and they're like, I've played way longer than you. I have not seen that. I'm like, oh, well, cool. That's good to know. You know? Well, even with Arthur, like even with Arthur's storyline, like um, there's people that are going to have different experiences with him that I didn't have. And I think that's awesome. I mean, that's uh, – yeah. I don't know, man. It, go- it harkens back to the days of when – 
I mean, the Wild West days when people would sit around a campfire with one book and they would all just talk about the different interpretations of that one book. And I don't know, yeah. it's it's rare that media like video games has that sort of cultural impact. And there's so many people yeah. that I know don't play video games that I wish would just play that game just so they could understand how the art form has um where it is because it's a it's, it's a deep it's thing. next level man it's, i just I can't mean, wait it's... i just can't wait for you to finish it man because it it's gonna hit you in a lot of different emotions and it, and you yeah. can't help but take a lot of it personally because what happens is you become arthur or arthur becomes you i don't know the right way of saying that but it's so really well, it's like um, it's amazing like why, wrap up um, you know it's like why those long you know super long um, Netflix series are so great is you get all this time mm. with the character. Yeah. And they get so much time to develop the character and you know that that has a little more of an emotional punch when you reach the climax of the story than a two and a half hour movie or an hour and a half movie. You know what I mean? Yeah and I can think of a couple movies that have done that. Like I always think of Drive for whatever reason um, old uh, Ryan Gosling film like for whatever reason his character in that hour and a half two hour time frame like i don't know they they did an amazing job another one is um killing them softly with brad pitt that's another good example of a a video gamey kind of movie where it just kind of hits you in some weird way like yeah. you just totally relate with or maybe the uh, or maybe the gray with liam neeson fuck yeah dude are you kidding me into the fray. Because he, I mean, they begin they begin that story with him contemplating suicide, and then he ends up. Oh, what what a ride that movie is, right? Like that, what uh-huh. what a character arc you know that you see in in that movie. Um, so I think I think the takeaway is what we're saying is if you know maybe you thought Red Dead was slow, um, maybe maybe you you know you're you're on a break like me. What I'm saying is get back into that thing and and finish her out because i'm still impressed well and to your, how long ago you know yeah i'm still impressed and to your net netflix analogy and i'll say um i'm going through this with assassin's creed there is a big story benefit from grinding out a game um i think if the gameplay is repetitive and you need to take a break that's one thing but from a story standpoint it only benefits the writers and the creative director to just do it just dive into it finish the game out don't rush it every time i find myself rushing a game i have to stop myself and be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what what this is not work <laughs> you know what i mean you know there's no checklist like are, in, so sa- the, savor um, it you know what i mean so do you do you subscribe to the um red dead redemption to subreddit uh, no, the only subreddit I'm on right now is Midsummer because that's the I wanted more information. <laughs> okay, well, well, I I encourage you, especially and anyone listening, if you like the game, definitely um, follow that subreddit because there are people that get it right. There there are people that are playing it still, and there are people that have not finished the campaign. And I, every day I look forward to seeing, I mean, just a you know a silhouette of Arthur in a canoe. And this beautiful vista behind them, and mm. and I mean I'm talking every every day, every, like two times a day, someone will just post, "Oh my God, this game is beautiful," you know, and it's it's true, <laughs> like. Oh, you can't find level, an man. ugly part of that game. Um, I mean, I think you and I have talked about it. Like there'll be times 
And I've never had this happen in a video game where you just stop and look around. Like, that's something that happens to me on a hike where you just kind of, you catch the mist and the sun and it just kind of hits you in a way. So, and you just kind of stop and you, you mentally remind yourself like, oh, these are those moments you're supposed to live in, <laughs> you know? And uh, Red Dead yeah. totally does that for you. It's crazy. Yep. All or right. Do, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on Red um, We will. Red we will. And that's our promise yep. to our listeners. Real quick, I because you so, said so it. So that's what I've been playing right now. Yeah, that a couple, a little bit of v, little bit of VR, No Man's Sky. I was in there again, What's and the perfect p- still loving it. But. A lot. Yeah, um, yeah, awesome. I wanted to play this real quick. Hold on, because you said it. This is from the movie The Gray. He's Liam Neeson's in the snow, and the wolves are crowding in around him. He's had the shit beat out of him. And he pulls out, out of his wallet... Um, it's a picture of his kids. It's a picture. You gotta of his watch wife. the movie. What do you? Yeah, you gotta watch the movie. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, man. You just, you just totally brought me there. Once again, into the fray, to live and die on this day. <laughs> I just want to get to that part. Ah, you know what's amazing about that movie? Um, is everything everything it's the well it's the it's the whispery sequel to the edge that's for sure but um is a lot of people don't know this but liam neeson's wife passed away i don't know if you knew that um and she died of cancer and it was really uh really hard on him and he was actually in production for that movie and in that movie, he actually had that written in for his character that his wife had recently died of cancer. And the whole message to anybody that's struggling with that kind of stuff is, um, what, what keeps you going? What keeps you living? Especially if your plane cl- crashes in Alaska and you're hunted by wolves the size of small horses, what is going to keep you the fight for survival? That is literally what that entire film is about, is what, what is worth living for? So it's yourself. That's what it comes down to. So oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that movie. We're falling down a rabbit hole. Let's get back. On I know track. it's going to be a three hour podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. We're fucked, All right. man. We're fucked. All right. Um, John, let's talk about Gamescom. So Gamescom is, uh, it's about one sixth the size of E3. It happens over in Germany every year. Um, it is, it's uh, more of a focus on the game creators, the developers, and yeah, yeah, it, yeah, da, and uh, it's a chance for the art of games and um, you know the individual projects to kind of be highlighted, as opposed to the tech and the gizmos and the gadgets and the subscriptions and all of that other stuff. And um, they typically announce a lot of stuff couple things that caught my eye the first one was they did a much they showed gameplay footage of the new avengers game i don't know if you saw that cream i did i did watch that yeah okay 
a lot of relief is the general feeling because when it was teased at E3, it looked like garbage. It looked like back in 2003, every stinking movie got its own video game. And a lot of people hearkened back to that and felt like, oh, here we go again. Um, and I don't, th- they- I don't think it looked like garbage, but I think it was received as l- super linear. And, 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 and it's hokey. been sort of weird and vague how this game has been um hyped like i don't think still i don't think people know if it's sort of an open world or uh choose your own mission go in a different order you know what i mean so it's still it's still kind of vague um and then i don't know you're just so used to the marvel movies that the faces and voices are different well i think that's that's part of it i think that's part of the zeitgeist is that we all now we didn't used to have an Iron Man and a Captain America and a Hulk, but now we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for the longest, yeah. I think that, uh, I still personally think that's why DC will always struggle, is because Michael Keaton, Christopher Reeve, those guys really laid the framework for what we want from those characters. And um, so I think, yeah, I think you're totally right. It, but. The gameplay looks awesome. You're cons- You're not playing levels as Thor, and then another level as Black Widow, and then another level as Hulk. The way it works is similar to GTA V. You're you're bouncing between them all in one fight, and that is kind of a cool aspect. So, you know. So you're saying I can't play the entire game as Hulk? No, as, Boo. At least as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a then there's a co-op aspect to it as well now they have confirmed that the campaign is not fully co-op but certain levels will be co-op so uh for example while i'm iron man flying around in the sky then you're thor and then john hill's hulk and you know jordan is of course black widow and so no 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 i'm hulk okay you're hulk yeah who would jordan be i don't care as long as i'm hulk (laughs) Okay. Thor looks cool, cool though. I was watching some of his combos, and I don't. I don't think I finished that uh, footage, but oh, it's like twenty five minutes. I saw long. enough that like yeah. for sixty bucks, like okay, I'm down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that looked good to me. I'm excited about that. I'll probably get that game. And then the other thing that was showed off was um, Death Stranding had not one but six different characters revealed as well as gameplay footage, as well as a lot more story to what the hell is going on. Uh, Hideo Nakajima, he, um, super racist. Um, he, he's a, he's a creative guy. uh, No, it's, uh, what's, what do you call him? Hideo. Hideo Hideo Kajami? Kajima. Pajamas. Uh, Hideo Kajima-san is uh he, he yes and um th- let me tell you what i th- i think it is john and you tell me what y- you think it is it it sounds to me like um the veil between death and life is lifting and there's these horrible demonic monster things that are um invading earth it's post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic and no one knows why and it sounds like if mothers die with the baby still in their stomachs the baby has a connection to the ghost world 
if they put that keep that baby in an incubation state then you are now connected to the ghost world which lets you see these awful monsters and it which, gives you cer- and, certain and that, abilities and that appears to be like through technology in the oh game. lots of technology yeah lots but, of te- but i mean that link they that's like it's that's been developed into like a technology so he has that cool scanner that yeah. pops up on his shoulder norman redis and it's mm-hmm. flashing um yeah so the so the baby's mother and and they talk about this is uh she's like in a coma so she's like in a near-death state near-death state yes and that's the link and and he was uh the guillermo del toro character is kind of talking to him uh about how you know don't don't get emotionally attached to this this kiddo because it, it, it's you know, a tool probably not going to work out well for anybody yeah and they said the longest one this, lived was a year or something yeah the, the link doesn't last long it's um it's a really original idea to say the least yeah and then the world itself so because everything is so dead um like there's a part where uh enormous Re- norman redis he takes a piss and like these mushrooms grow right where he pees and Hideo said that that's because the world is so life deprived that anything is going to create new life so I thought that's cool too and um so who knows man it looks really cool I mean I uh it's worth going I looked it up I looked up a ps4 on a used ps4 right now you can get for like 200 bucks at GameStop um and then if you want the PS4 Pro it's like 250, you know? So my thought is if I can get a couple people to go in on one, we'll just pass that baby boy around, play Spider-Man, oh, play yeah. Death Stranding, you know, see how it goes. So if any of the uh any of my Colorado friends are into that, I'll let your boy. So you got to um you got to check out so the first trailer, I think it, it was E3 2016, and it kind of opens on a beach, and there's like these dead crabs, and the and remember it does like the, the handprints and stuff, and do, do you know? Do you remember what I'm yeah. talking about? Like yes. the first reveal trailer. Yes. Um, the song, the, the song that they're playing over that man. I'll tell you what, I I can't tell you how many times I listened to just that song. I looked up the artist, and it's there's not a lot of other. What's you the know, name of the artist? Bangers from them, but like, you you guys gotta look up this song. I'm trying to find it right now. I'll, okay. I'll figure it out, and I'll tell you. You figure it out. You yeah. figure it out. Sorry. Is it Aaron so Zero? Epic. There it is. Um, the song is called "I'll Keep Coming," and it's performed by Low Roar, and it's epic. It is so epic. It. I mean, it's it's just it's it's the most beautiful piece of art just the the trailer with this song over it turn your headphones up and watch this thing on full screen um it's the yeah the kojima productions death stranding reveal trailer e3 2016 Uh, i'm sure you've seen it and and that was when everybody was like what is this game what the hell is going Uh on and 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 for two years people were just you know does anyone know what death stranding's about yeah but yeah, um, I'll keep coming. Low roar. Ooh, that's a track. Yeah, I'm playing it now in the background. Um, check it out, boys and girls. That is uh, that's the that's the bangers that I saw from Gamescom. Um, new segment, John. 
What's your backlog like? I talked about it at the top of the show. Everyone has a backlog of games that they were hopeful about playing but never got into it. This is meant to be a moment in backlog where a motivational moment, if you will, Creamy Johns, where uh, you share a couple of your games, I'll share a couple of mine, and then let's see if we can get each other hyped to to dip back into those because uh, these are games that before they came out we were stoked for. We talked about it. We were telling all our friends. We maybe convinced each other to buy it, and then we got it, and then for whatever reason, uh, maybe it was holiday season where like six or seven really good games just kind of fall onto your lap. Um, it got pushed to the back. So uh, tell me tell me one of yours, John. Um, I'll just tell you all of mine real quick. I got Metro Exodus, Alan Wake, Gears 4, Battlefield 5, Lone Echo. That's a VR game. The Witcher, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This is just a few. Just a okay. few that I have installed on my okay. on my machines right now. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I, I want to play them. So Maybe here's my first time. question. Here's my first yeah. question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is is that it okay a, that I just I just said them all? No, no, that's I mean, good. That's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk through all of them. We do have we no, have we, we actually we, we have, have two in common. We actually have three in common. Um, so Witcher, let's start there. I played a lot of Witcher. I think I'm about halfway through the game. Um, the thing is, is it's it's just very uh, it's very time consuming. Um, it's deep, yeah. And the and the it's very deep. It's good though. I mean, I would definitely put it up there with Red Dead in terms of story quality and visuals and all that other stuff. Um, I think the daunting thing for me is the time commitment. Is yeah. It's it's uh you can't play anything else. You know what I mean? It's just one of those games. Yeah, and you're where, and you're gonna be on that game for probably like a couple months, I would Oh, it's a hundred plus hour game. It's a hundred plus oh, hour yeah. game, for sure. Yeah. Um and it does something unique that some games do, but this one does it a little bit better way where um like I'll use Assassin's Creed again, because that's obviously what's on my mind. Um Everything levels up with you in Assassin's Creed. So if I'm a level 75, everything's a level level 75, you know? Um, so that takes the... Uh, it takes uh, difficulty as a choice mechanism out of the game. Okay. Whereas in Witcher, um, the levels are all are different all around. So you'll come, up, you'll come upon a monster in an easy part of the map that's just too hard. And that's happened in other video games, but in Witcher you have the um, the bestiary, which is like your book of monsters, and it tells you everything you need to know. What are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? How to, yeah, how to defeat what, them. Yeah. What poisons and oils do you need to craft to defeat them? Um, but you just may not be at that point in the game. But it lets you instead of a it lets you create a waypoint on the map, so you can be like, oh, I'm not messing with that witch, and I can. I can mark it on the map to come back to later, and you can and fast you travel. Alone if you like hightail it out of there. Oh hell yeah, yeah they're not going to chase you too far. Um, they kind of have a zone that is kind of their area. Um, werewolves, uh, werewolves will chase you, <laughs> but werewolves are as long as you have like silver and all that other stuff, you're good to go. But um, did, did I ever tell you what I did with that game? I so basically I started it like a week before. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. <laughs> it was the dumbest oh, thing ever. For I got shame. Like, you know, a couple hours in, and then Red Dead came out, and I was like, well, I'll learn this game again later. Uh, yeah. And I deserted it, yeah. 
It does have the... And I, was, and I was late to it. I mean, I was, was like a year or two years late to the game. It won Game of the Year, you know, when it when it released, and it was just, you know, critically... 14, 15? Everyone loved it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, you bounce around the map a little bit. So I think for some people that's frustrating, but I kind of like that, that you have to come back and get ready for a monster. I think that's cool. Um, the other thing it does, uh, which is, I don't know kind of kind of cool is there's difference well the one thing it does do that is amazing is it will catch you up down to the last story thing you did as the game is loading so this narrator comes in and will actually retell the entire story up to where you are so hopefully that is motivating for you because it will it'll kind of it'll catch you up you'll know exactly what's going on so that's smart i like yeah. that yeah, try that out. Um, Battlefield Five. I want to play through the. Ep- what do they call them? The uh... just the campaign, or what do you call them? The war stories. Yeah. I think they're called war stories. War stories. Yeah, I want to finish those. I've done two of them, and man, they're like little mini movies. They're awesome. Can't, there's no way we can co-op those, right? I don't think so. No, they. No, yeah. some of them you can. Some that's a new okay. feature. Some of them like, you can. Okay, so for instance, the war stories in Battlefield one or whatever the last one i loved them i thought they were were really well made and they had blur studios do the cinematics which you feel like you're watching a movie i mean they're really high quality they also did the cinematics for uh the halo remakes and the current halo games and stuff um so i you know i don't know I, i think i set my difficulty like a notch higher and i had like kind of a a big head, you know. I'm like, all right, I've played these Battlefield games before. Let's just get right in there. I can <laughs> shoot people. I can kill Nazis. No big deal. Hate Nazis. Sick of them. Um, and uh, I was in over my head, and I spent. I got stuck in like the first one I tried, and something else came along, and then I left it alone. I played multiplayer still, and I'm really liking the um, the battle royale mode. I only played it, you know maybe an hour like yeah me same this was a while ago but i liked it i just don't think it it shines as far compared to you know apex or you know some of the other big boys out there but um yeah i'll get back to it yeah the last one i'm uh, with gears 5 coming out i want to get gears 4 done me and john hill been kind of chipping away at it and i think we're close to being done it feels like we're close to being done um did you play Gears the new Four? One's coming out, and if and we're both on Game Pass, and it's boom, free. Day one, well, not even day one. Four days earlier or something, you can play. Yeah. You know what my problem is with Gears, all, the entire franchise. I don't think I like it. I don't think it's fun for me. I don't. I'm not sure if I. <laughs> I don't think I like. I don't think I'm a cover-based shooter guy. You know. Yeah. It's just I don't know if it's not interesting to me or, or what it is. I I tried the. Um, they did a tech they called it a tech test i think uh this was like about a month ago and it was a couple multiplayer modes and as i was playing it i was like that's right i don't think i like gears games so that one is like way low on my list as far as oh i gotta get on and and it sucks because it's um it's like a flagpole you know um ip or franchise for microsoft right now and Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm not that into it. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's, I've been thinking a lot about that too, because I, I enjoyed the campaigns of the previous games. Um, 
I like that this one is co-op. I think that's, I mean, a lot of them have been, but with online and everything, I think uh, that's part of the reason Gears 4 has been a little bit more fun. Um, but yeah, like multiplayer, I know the horde mode is like the best out there. I, I, I think that's something that I need to try is uh, just to do a good old fashioned horde game with uh, some buddies. Yeah. But yeah, I need to dabble a little bit more. But I hear you, man. I feel like Gears is the Fast and the Furious of Halo. Like if Halo was yeah, more right, was more uh, broy, then it would be Gears of yeah. War Five. You know. And I, pl- I I played one, two, and three, and it's to me it's one of those games that it's like a fine game, but if but it supports co-op, it looks really good. Like mm-hmm. the graphics are impressive Mm -hmm. um but um it's like the most fun you're gonna have is playing co-op with someone you really like hanging out with and talking with and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know 75 percent of the fun you're having is playing with your friend not the game you know it's it just seems no you're right arcadey or something i don't know it is i think that's part of the fun i mean the the when you get to shoot limbs off of like underground monsters, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, me and me and me and Golden Bear were playing, and uh, we were just getting our ass kicked on this one part, and we could not figure it out. Like we were doing every strategy. We we're playing probably playing this one section for an hour at least, and then like we were both pissed. We were both frustrated. The wind was out of our sails, and I looked at the difficulty settings. I had it two levels above normal. So it was like one level below Ouch. like whatever their impossible is. And I was like, John, yeah. let's take it down to normal. And then we just yeah. breezed through and then we started having fun again and we felt yeah. awesome and like badasses again. So, yeah. And when you, and, and I think with a game like that and I could be wrong, but when you increase the difficulty, it's just like the enemies just have more HP. It's not like they're using a new tactic or they're going to flank more, you know, or have like a new yeah. AI or something. It's just that they can they're they can take more shots before their health goes all the way down and you have like less ammo and less less, less HP on your end. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um the one I really want to get to and this has been just staring at me every time I look. I, I have it pinned to my dashboard and then I also have it installed on um my computer is uh Metro Exodus, which was uh, released and and announced at like E3 this year, and I've not I've not played E3 any last of the other year? Metro games. What's that? E3 last year. Was it last? Or yeah, is that right? Yeah, it was summer of eighteen. No, no, no. That's when it came out, but it was, but they put it on Game Pass. Oh yes, yes, yes. And and the it was when they announced the Ultimate Game Pass, right? Fifteen right. bucks games on your Xbox and. <sighs> Uh, Windows, right? So, right. I um, I have it. I have it installed. It looks fun. It's got great reviews. The graphics look look awesome. Um, so that's the one that's been like shouting at me as far as, um, you know, like a campaign, like a fun campaign to play through and yeah. cool enemies to shoot and you you craft weapons and um, the again just graphically that game is like, I think on another level. Yeah, Golden so, Bear has played a little bit of that. I have it downloaded, haven't touched it yet. So that's probably my number my number one, like the one I'm most likely to to get to. Um I have Alan Wake on my list and that's uh it was announced 
I think just recently or at Gamescom or around that time when Xbox, what do they call their little show in Xbox, what, inside Xbox or something like yeah, that? Yeah, inside Xbox. Yeah, um, that new Blair Witch game is launching on Game Pass. Can't wait. So we'll have access to that, and that's from the same developers as the Alan Wake guys. So I had that on my list, and I have it installed because it was free on the Epic Game Store on my computer, and so like. Like I feel like I and I've heard really good things about the game. I don't know if you played it, but I uh, I, I kind of want to bang that out before playing Blair Witch. Is Alan wait know. wait it, did did you say it's on Game Pass? It's not on Game Pass. It was on um so Epic the Epic Game Store on PC. Yeah, they you, do. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, so they've been doing um like every week there's a new game or if it's a mature game that's that's free. Then okay. they do like two games, so there's like a family game too. But they've been doing free games every week, okay. and um, yeah, and and so they did Alan Wake, and I was like, well, I mean, I might as well download it and claim, you know, claim the key for it and uh, and try it out right now. Um, so I have it installed, and my my PC. I mean, that's an old game. My PC is gonna run the shit out of it. You know what I mean? I should be able to crank like everything up um, to maximum. Um, so, so that's on my list ju- mainly because um, I've never played it, and it's um, the same developers as uh, what, what do you call it the uh, the new Blair Witch games. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that Blair Witch game. Um, I've heard Alan Wake is a bit of a walking simula- simulator, which I mean I'm fine with. I liked Firewatch and a couple of those what? other games. Yeah, yeah, and if the story's cool, then then I can, oh I'm I can in. Do that, you know? And I've heard they're digestible, like. Uh, hour hour and a half episodes like i've heard it's like pretty easy to kind of hold your attention so um yeah if you if you play that i would uh, love to hear about that yeah real quick while we're while we're just kind of talking about it um the free game on the epics uh epic game store which there's like 30 percent of people online that just like despise this as a, a like a game store on pc um but fez is free right now and oh yeah i know fez <laughs> yeah that's an excellent platformer they really do like some cool um mechanics with the point of view of the platforming which is which is super cool yeah and it's three dimensional um, um spinning platforms it's hard to describe but uh and then um let's see from august 29th to september 5th you get um inside or celeste either one of those uh for free uh, if you're if you're playing on pc so you everyone has to play inside and Everyone has like to play. That. Weren't you playing that as well? I li- I mean, I don't play a lot of. Uh, yeah, I don't play a lot of platformers, but I beat it. <laughs> like I played it through. So um, it's a quality game. Yeah, and Inside is a must play. Inside and, is a must that play. On game Pass right now, on Xbox. I heard it was coming out. No, or... you know what it was. No, you know what it was. It was a game with gold, uh, like a week ago, or or maybe. Oh still, God. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, even if you pay for it, that game is you. You have to play inside. Yeah. Um, only other little bit of gaming news is Amazon has a headset. It's their Amazon Pro gaming headset. It's nine dollars right now. Um, so if you don't have a good headset, I know a lot of people are still using like headphones, like earbuds. Um, or like get the, that. Or like the call the call center one. I ha- I, that, I like, mean I haven't tried used it to out come with the Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. I. I haven't tried it. I'll definitely give a better review next week, but uh, 
if, I mean, shoot, if you have a friend over and you want to play Rocket League or Halo with a bunch of buddies, like, um, it's good. for nine bucks of free shipping. Like, come on, you might as well check that out. So, um, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into trivia. You want to do some trivia? Oh wait, I got another. I got another news bit. Another gaming news. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Sony. Um. Sony. Just bought an Insomniac. You, oh yeah. You heard of these Insom- guys? Yeah, Insomniac Studios. Yeah. So they did um, Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox. Uh, they're known for the the Spider-Man Spider-Man game. game. On, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is another one of their their big ones. Um. They have a couple great like VR games that that are cool. Uh, Edge of Nowhere is really well reviewed. Uh, that came out in 2016, and then the big one. This is probably like top in in the VR community. This is probably like top three or four, and it's an Oculus exclusive, and it's called Stormland. And you play this robot that kind of you know flies around this uh, cool cloud world and fights enemies and. Um, it, you know, as as you're run, as you're like walking around, like there'll be parts where you'll be able to upgrade your body, so you'll you'll physically like remove your own arm and then and then attach like a new arm that has new abilities and things like that. Um, and the big the big question was, and the VR community was like, oh my god, this acquisition just happened. Um, is Stormland like only going to um, PlayStation virtual reality, or hmm. is it still going to be an Oculus exclusive? Uh, it's it's still coming out on Oculus, and so they said that like right up front, like Stormland's oh, cool. still coming out. You're still going to get it. Um, I, I guess you know, th- like they make great console games, but what I wonder is, uh, you know, as far as I mean, virtual reality goes, that's going to be a like strictly uh, strictly Sony, strictly uh, PlayStation thing, which they have a huge install base for their. Um, their uh, PSVR, the PlayStation stuff. So yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, it's, the bummer. You know, it, the it, bummer is we'll never we'll have to play Spider-Man on a on a PlayStation Four. Game of the Year forever. edition is they're saying is is all but confirmed, and uh, they're definitely making sequels to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean that game alone would be reason enough for me and like you know maybe a year or two into the next console cycle to like hunt down a PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, like for sure. And that, or, that's what I was saying cheap, is that you know? the moment the specs are announced for PS5 or uh or even a release date, that's probably a more concrete thing. The moment the release date for PS5 is out, that's when you should start shopping. Uh, because that's yeah. when people will start selling it. GameStop will start to have an influx of used inventory. Um so but don't yeah. go to GameStop. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Sorry. No, I want that place to stay in business, man. I think that's. Oh, I a, hate that's, them. I hate their guts, a... <laughs> man. They're terrible. They have they have horrible business ethics, man. You should you should. They have to. It's cutthroat more. out there. <laughs> it's they're the block they're the blockbuster of the 2010. That's man. why I, I mean, want like, them to stick around. Like I love that feeling of being like, hey, I'm gonna walk in here, and it's uh, I don't know, I don't know. I kind of hope GameStop sticks around. They need to find something else to sell besides use video games if they want to I think keep... they're making a big push right now for merchandise so like funko shirts, and uh, shirts pop, you know the pop pop vinyl yeah. things you know stuff like that so yeah all right let's do some trivia man why don't you uh i'm gonna go grab a beer why don't you explain uh the rules and uh kind of where we are with everything all right um so yeah it's trivia 
Uh, we play we play for gold bars, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you can win a you can win a gold bar if you win the day. If you're playing in uh, if you're listening live in Mixler, we encourage you to play along. You, all you have to do is uh, you know hop in there and comment in the uh, in the podcast feed. We use the trust system. We we hope that you wouldn't uh, you know Google answers. Um, <clears throat> Nighthawk, excuse me, I had a little something in my throat. Had to clear my throat. <clears> Nighthawk. <throat> um, so if you're listening live, uh, of course play along, throw out your answer, and um, tonight's trivia will be sort of a, a random assortment of trivia. It's not game related necessarily, um, but we're going to get into a lot of different uh, little topics there. Yeah. And um, yeah. have you done the so, scoreboard update? Oh, scoreboard update. Currently in first place, he's called Nighthawk. In second place, uh, with five gold bars, we have Joel, a.k.a. the Super Shark. Nighthawk is sitting at uh, six gold bars. So, Joel, I feel like this is the night that you tie the hawk. Okay. Um, and then I am proud to say that I'm in third with my three gold bars. Um, we got a bunch of other people with a couple or one gold bar. Uh, the way it works is uh, at some point when we hit uh, – how many gold bars do we say get you the cowboy hat? Is it 10, So 15? it's it's whoever gets – oh, 15, 15, yeah. All right, so 15 gold bars. We're, we we decided that the winner um, will go in, and, uh, you know, we said something in the range of 60 to $70, but a, a quality cowboy hat. So when you play your rad dad as a rad dad, you can, uh, you can wear your hat, hopefully your headset – fits over it you might have to modify the cowboy <laughs> i would like the... to see that <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah you can uh you can win a quality cowboy hat so yeah and let, and, I, and I to be to clear them, um, to be clear to get the hat yeah. you have to be a guest on the show otherwise if you're playing a mixer mixer.com is how we pro- how we broadcast this live um and uh, uh it's the best way to watch the show. You can interact with us. You can ask questions. You can, uh, you can uh, copy and yeah, paste I, I Liam Neeson that, quotes. Yeah, I think you get like a yeah. cool, you get some cool red, red dead swag, right? You get a cool. We have a flask. collapsible shot glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'm trying to find my category real quick. So while you get that category thing, going, for you, for the folks that are listening live, uh, go ahead and let us know that you're playing trivia. If you are playing yeah, you trivia, sound off for me. give us a little yeet yeet and let us know that you're playing trivia and we will uh, make sure that you are included. Uh, please make sure that your answers are timely. Um, this is a live podcast and we do not edit. <laughs> so we'll put this thing out after the show and it does help uh, with the listener experience if you can be quick on the typing. That's it. And no Googling, please. Right, Hawk. These act- I have, actually oh have some God. good questions that are going to be okay. They're going to be hard I'm ready. to Google. I'm ready. Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to access the the trivia pylons. I'm I'm the I'm pylons on it. coming. Oh, ventrilo farts in. All right, we got a fart. Okay. Keep talking, Joel. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find this uh, category that I have. Keep talking. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I know Nighthawk was on Night Nighthawk, Nighthawk. Where are you, Nighthawk? Um, Nighthawk's a good a dear friend of the show. He was a counselor to uh, John's daughter, and um, he was a co-counselor of friend of the show Thousand Dollar Dog. 
so he has some he has some strong connections to the uh the podcast community here and then of course ventrilofart has been on the show um several times he's both of our brothers and um he's a real rascal <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> he is a rascal that's true those games are coming right up you guys are so patient i appreciate it okay um well while you're uh talking about that um i'll mention to everyone um that you should play assassin's creed <laughs> you should play assassin's creed just so i have someone to talk to about you it you love that game so much well it's like when you put over 100 hours into a video game dude you're gonna you i mean something's well, gotta yeah. be going on you know you get well, into and it i remember so the last one i played was um odyssey and i loved it i just um again it's a deep game i like i didn't finish it that that one should be on my backlog too you know yeah i can give folks some tips just basically don't play the way i'm playing that is the tip (laughs) no seriously don't clear entire areas because i don't think that's how the game the completionist approach yeah i don't think that's the way the game is intended i think the game was intended to follow storylines and if something cool is happening on your path on the storyline you check it out but i don't think it was intended to be completely ocd completed <laughs> each section of the map so and it's a massive map okay. it's one of the largest Joel, I, I found it man i'm sorry <laughs> okay let's do All it right. so uh what do you want how many questions do you want uh typically five ish I can do five, and I got a tiebreaker if we need it. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so Joel, um, I need you to deactivate your mixler so that you're not seeing the chat and it seeing is, answers. It is deactivated. All right, his trivia has been deactivated. I'm now. So who, who did you say we have? Jordan. I'm looking at it now. Looks but... like Jordan right now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Brother War. Brother War. Let's do it. All right. So question one. Let's hop right into it. Um, tell me, what do you call an erection that occurs in the nighttime hours? What's the proper term for an erection, a male peni- penile erection that occurs in the nighttime hours? Maybe you have a nice dream. Heck, Is this a clinical term? That's... Yes, the clinical term, yes. Oh. And, uh, and we'll let you guys sort of take a moment to think about that and once i see an answer in chat from the ventrilo fart we will grab joel's answer and see who gets the point uh and i'm assuming erections not in the answer it could be We're, we, we keep we play it fast and loose buddy hmm all right we have our uh <laughs> we have our ventrilo fart answer um joel what do you got uh a nocturnal erection. <laughs> I don't right. know. Um, let's check. Let's check Jordan's answer. The the ventrilofart. Um, a um, <laughs> a midsummer night cream is oh. what he has typed in. Um, you are correct, Joel. You'll take the point for that first question. Good Bingo. Job. All right, next question. What is the average length? This is, again, just random trivia. Just random trivia. Okay. Uh, what's the average length of an erect human man penis? 
Oh man, this is a loaded so, uh, question. Give me a, Who, give me whoever gets this man. right is a suspect. I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> well, uh, a man <laughs> answering this question is funny too because like you're telling you're telling us something about yourself too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So what do you think? Yeah, average average Joe walks down the street, oh. rip his pants off, show him a show him a um, a nice uh, maybe a pinup pinup girl you know something yeah something that would arouse him what is the average length now are we talking imperial base to tip uh base are we tip. i need uh, your answer in inches and i want to know what is the average length of an, a fully erect human male penis um, okay whatever and whoever guesses closest on this one um will will take the win hold on i'm trying to take let the me, point rather just give me Keep talking the way you're talking. Just give me about yeah, 15 seconds, and I'll be able to tell you. Are you trying to work one up? So <laughs> <you can> just... <laughs> oh, my God. This is an adult podcast. Okay, um, I'm going to say. Not safe I, for work. I'm going to say seven, seven inches. All right, seven inches is your answer. Um, the ventrilo fart. <laughs> he says 6.2 inches. Uh, the correct answer is five to six and a half inches. So we're going to give the point to the yeah, ventrilla fart. That's a six. Joel, you went a little long. You are, and you win because now you've informed the world that you are a little above average. Good job. <laughs> All right. Next question. Again, just random trivia, grab bag trivia. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to ask. Here we go. Um, let's see here. Most men are given the gift of about how many erections in a day. So just oh. a normal day, you're walking around. This is from, you know, midnight to midnight in a 24-hour period. How many how many full-blown, rock-hard, pulsing erections will a man... Pulsing. Well, okay. I mean, that's a little, that's a little much. But I get it. I know. You're, blood yes. flow to the loins. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Yes. Again, just random trivia. This and how much time kind of in between back. said erection qualifies for it to be a separate? Because I've been hard for four um, days now. Well, I think, I think to fully, you know, to fully soften and then to, again, you know, uh, at salute, then I, then I would say that would, you know, just, that would justify it. No semis in between. Um, you know, fully, fully, uh, fully flaccid, and then fully erect. How many in a day, on average? This is uh, from the John Hopkins uh, University. This was a study that they did in 2017. So, kind of current information. Uh, uh, we got uh, our answer in from chat from the ventrilo fart, your opponent tonight. And uh, do you have an answer prepared? Joel? Yeah, so I don't want to say ahead. too many, so I'm going to go conservative. I'm going to say, I'm going to say nine. Nine, nine, nine erections, nine bones. Okay, our ventrilofart has answered. He said two to three. Uh, the correct answer, and I can, I can confirm this personally. Um, Eleven is the standard oh. uh, amount of erections in a day. So Joel, uh, well done, and uh, I encourage everyone listening to this to just count them tomorrow. Okay, I will Started do that. At midnight. I mean, you can't count your your nocturnals, but yeah. you know. Have fun with it. Yeah. Good job. All right. Uh, next question. So wait, uh, I got the point. Yeah, you did get the point. All right, well two to done, one. Sir. Two to one. Two to one. Two to one. All right. Next question. Richard Boner Stubbone. Again, just random trivia. 
Richard Stabone, <laughs> Stabone was re uh, a reoccurring character on what TV series? So name the show. Again, the character's name is Richard Boner Stabone. Oh, I know this. <laughs> I know this. Boner Stabone. What do you got? Um, Ventrilo Fart. Take your time. He's uh, he's currently thinking of an answer here. Uh, oh, also, he wanted to uh, let the listeners know that he said two to three because his his last just a really really long time. So. Yeah, he'll knock over furniture. I've seen it. And 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 now he's asking for hints. Uh, no hints awarded. Uh, we just need the name of the the TV series. Uh, Richard Boner Stabone. I can help him. I, he he seems clueless. Um, this is not. He's asking, is this a current series? Uh, no, it is not a current series. So. Uh, give us your best guess there, Ventrilo Fart, and uh, we will see who gets the point. You need you need a you need the point, sir. All right, he's typing in now. I can see the dots. I can't, but I'm assuming. Do you feel you feel confident though, Joel? Yeah, I you feel know, real so. confident about mine. Okay, you're a little. Oh, and older, and, so. my <laughs> and my answer, and my and my answer as well. The answer, yes. I'm ready. Well, we know you're confident, you big old seven-inch hog over there. Look look at you. You know how I measure the length of my penis? I'll have to give you a little hint. This is a nice way to do it. You go butthole to tip. Not you just go past, like, the balls. Because if you feel on, like, the taint wait, area. You, wait, it, it, your, your butthole or? <laughs> no, yours. <laughs> 11,000 miles or something. <laughs> The Howard, Stone, or Howard Stern show tonight. This is this is raunchy radio. All right, we got Jordan's okay. answer. It's wrong, Joel. Uh, coincidentally, Boner was a character on Growing Pains. Growing pain, Growing Pains is correct. Um, yeah, he was a friend of Mike Seavers. That's right, <laughs> played um, by Kirk Cameron. Look at you! Look at you! Pop up video over here. Um, Ventrilo Fart said Breaking Bad. I think he was thinking of um, Walter Badger. Jr. That's Walter Jr. No, he, he was, was thinking, thinking of Badger. Of Badger, Badger. He, was, he, was, he was that guy. He talks like yeah, this. Yeah. You want me to do that? I can't do this. <laughs> well, he was uh, in Brightburn. That, that actor oh, was dude, in Brightburn. No, I was just going to say, are we doing our movie segment? Yeah, that's after so, this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very exciting. Um Joel now in the lead, three to one. So this last one's just for fun. Again, just random trivia. Um, to become erect, a male penis needs about how many milliliters of blood? Milliliters? Oh. How much hot blood do you got to get into that and into your uh, into the male into sex that organ? Duke. Yeah. Yeah. So milliliters. Take your time. Yeah. How many milliliters of uh, of hot blood uh, does it take to? Um, fill a dick. I can't believe you're doing all boner trivia. It's random. This is random trivia. It's totally random. I didn't random. plan for this. <laughs> I mean, I activated the trivia pylons, and this you is can't, what was. I'm pretty sure you have to have those to be a rad dad, though. I mean, just ph physiologically well, yeah. speaking. It, yeah. It, it's on brand. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Milliliter. I'm going to say, can I say, can I go? Please do. I'm gonna say 300 milliliters. I'm really bad at like spatial management. I'm not a science man either, man. I'm, no, I'm with you. Um, Joel's answering. 
Joel's answering 300. Jordan's all the way down at 25 hot bloods. Oh, just a little uh, bit. Um, you win. It's it's 130 milliliters for that average okay. five to six. Once again, I got I got to work with what I got. You know, I just uh, so Joel. I think I called it, but you, you have did call tied it. the Nighthawk on gold bars tonight. Boom, boom, so boom, boom. Congratulations, boom, boom. Super Shark, Chomp Chomp, Shark Attack. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat, baby. Congratulations. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> I'm looking at chat now. Jordan's saying he. All right, Jordan, you get another point. It's three to two. <laughs> yeah, because I did kind of snub him out of that first one, I guess. he. Well, once you submit an answer, you're the host. All right, let's uh let's get in the movies, man. Um, and, and we'll we'll keep this one brief. But tell me something yeah. cool you saw. <laughs> tell me something cool you saw, um, since we last spoke. Of course. Um, so it's been a couple of weeks. I I've seen many things, but I I will I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll it's hard to tell pick, me the thing you saw that was the coolest. <laughs> Did you okay. see Brightburn? Because that's one of mine. Did you see Bright Brightburn? Um. If I'm picking the coolest, yes, that's on my list. And I saw, I saw, um, I saw Brightburn. I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah, I liked it too. And apparently, they're making a sequel. Um, nice. I want to know what happens after he leaves the house, man. Or well, you know I mean? no Sean, yeah, Sean Gunn is completely making an inverse of the DC universe, and they have like, there's a witch, there's an underwater guy, and they're all like, uh really bad evil versions of uh you know your dc well, superheroes it, my only concern if you're saying that is i hope it doesn't like creep over into the boys territory well that's the funny thing right you know? now because we have the boys we have umbrella academy we have watchmen and now we have brightburn universe so it's it's funny though because um i don't know like it it's inevitable i guess i mean we're going on we're going on 15 to 20 years of solid mo- superhero movies like it's it only makes sense that we're going to go for the the total swing it back the other way yeah yeah and and the fact that it's being done well is is very in, in, intriguing to me um yeah, Brightburn was great. Thing about superheroes, like in just their in their true form, Marvel movies, DC movies, like what makes a really good superhero movie? It's the villain, right? Yeah, and with the Joker a, hype, cool dude. That Joker. Cool that have you seen that new Joker trailer? I'm sorry, we're jumping I, around, I but haven't. No, I haven't. Oh my god, John! It totally is. Um, uh, this movie's going to be good. I'm calling it right now. This is going to be a, a game changer, and it may respawn a, another respawn. It may spawn a whole another DC universe because. Well, and and you got you get the you get the Joaquin Phoenix, which he's he's a uh, he's a top tier performer, top tier thespian. Yes, I put him right up there with my Jillian Halls and my Fastbenders and my my Danny Days. Yeah. Um, you you know this is an R-rated feature length film. Yes, did you know that that they're they're rating it R? That's awesome. Yeah, it's Scorsese's producing it, and it's um, uh, Todd Phillips Scorsasa? who directed Todd Phillips who directed known for the Hangover movies. So you got a weird mix of guys that know like edgy comedy and, and Todd, like yeah, wait, Todd Phillips. He did a lot more 
than the hangover. Hold on. He no, he's just known. He's known for the hangover. He yeah, also he did worked, Brides, didn't... Bridesmaids. Yeah, and... Bridesmaids and like um, Old School, I think. Old School, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah he's oh, he's oh, got man. some stuff. Yeah, I he's got that. That's he's awesome. got some bangers. Um, I might I, I might have to check that Wedding Crashers, but yeah, um, it's gonna be good. Bringing it back to Brightburn though, like I'm a horror fanatic, I'm a superhero fanatic, and to have both, and also I work with a lot of it's kids, both. and like that feeling of there are. Me and Lori were talking about this the other day. First off, I've been listening to a lot, probably too much of last podcast on the left. I don't know if you've listened to that podcast, but it it's like a bunch of comedians, but they talk about really dark, like really dark subject matter. Get on it. I've heard good things. You guys turned me into like S you turned me on to like S Town Murders, and that's the one yes. I'm sort of checking out recently. Yeah. Yeah, Brogan and Brogan just got me onto that one. Yeah. Um but uh me and Lori were talking about like, okay, let's be realistic. Like, what is the percentage of legit like if you can have people that are born um with dwarfism you can have people born with gigantism you can have people born with uh eyes that are too close together we had a whole <laughs> me and you had an hour-long chat about that on one of our podcasts like um wouldn't you think that then distance is that what yes you're about? <laughs> yes yes <laughs> wouldn't you think that then psychologically there's going to be a, a small percentage of people that are just super fucked up like just and i don't like using the word evil because that sounds biblical to me but like that's the best word to describe them um and then you think about a large city. So I live very, I live literally smack dab between Boulder and Denver, two very large cities here in Colorado. And then you have to think, okay, if it's one, one in a, one in a hundred thousand, do you think, are of that caliber? Uh, That's being generous. I think. One in five hundred thousand. Being way too optimistic. No, no, no. I'd say fewer people. You think like there's truly... more? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many people do you know growing up, John, that like did shit, like did fucked up stuff to animals? How many like? Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying, and that's what's cool about this movie is like, you know, superheroes, you know, whoever it is, right? Uh, Captain America, Iron Man, yeah. Thor. Um, you know, if they're they're good people, they're good guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're heroes. Like, remember, you know, what's the what's the saying? Uh, you don't you don't need a cape to be a hero or something, right? Yeah. Like, there are heroes that, that are that old just saying, people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the reality of just people is that I think I think it's I think it's my opinion that there's like a good 10, 15 percent just dicks, right? You think ten percent? That's one in ten a, people. Joel, Joel, have you ever watched people drive? That's a good indicator of the type of person behind the wheel. Just watch yeah, but people that's a, drive. And that's, watch a, people cut that's people a state off. of stress though, I think. Mm, it would be like disagree. if you turn it'd be like if you turn the temperature up by an extra twenty degrees. Like that's a state of stress. I think driving is you're all I think even ourselves have done dick moves while driving. Like I love not me. Not me. love no, flipping no, no. people off. You <laughs> I might love. be a dick. You might be one of the people. <laughs> just so you know. Like if you had superpowers, maybe you would kill some people. No. I wouldn't kill day. anybody. I would be the best hero ever, dude. <laughs> I would be the best. Oh my god. You I would, would. No, you're, I would no, rewind you're time. Hero. I would save Lois Lane. I would do all that stuff, man. Yeah. I, 
you're a real life. Yeah, you would respect Jimmy Olsen too. No one respects Jimmy. I have done fucking hero shit, man. I that's gave the saying. Heimlich no, maneuver in a movie theater I take, I once. I immediately take it back. You would be. A, you would be a hero. <laughs> um, but I, I think well, well, and it's also um, the case with uh, government, right? Like people, um, I think generally kind of look at government as like this weird, non-human. They're looking out for us. They're making the right calls. There's intelligence being thrown around. The truth is, is they're they're us. They're it's not oh, it's separate. just it's they're people. Uh, well, in the in the words of uh uh, what's his name uh Noah, what's his name uh from uh Trevor Noah maybe Trevor Noah. He says at the end of the day when he thinks everything's going to shit and the government is corrupt or the Illuminati or like this is one of my favorite bits he does. He reminds himself that everybody has to take a shit because in that moment we are all human beings. <laughs> and so all of the people writing all the policies and all the laws and all the rules, they're still taking a dump at least once or twice a day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they're, it's true. It's true. Well, this um, is, that, that's, yeah, a, so that's, that's a fun so that's conversation. Interesting about Brightburn is that like, you know, yeah, this kid's a fucking psychopath. Kid, well, kid, well, like you said, some kids, they make a choice or it has, maybe it has something to do with genetics or, um, you know, nature and nurture the whole, I think the it's whole power, deal, right? the whole ball of wax and some mix yeah. and some value of each. Um, but some kids do like, you know, messed up stuff to animals when they're little. And so this movie, um, Brightburn is like, if you had powers and you, yeah, were what if that kid's from Krypton? Kid, yeah. <laughs> and you, ha- and you can, you know, you can like get away with, whatever you want um it's just exaggerated and like i mean it is a violent movie some of the death scenes Uh in this movie i don't want to spoil it for people but basically the premise is mm -hmm. what if superman you know it's the exact same story as superman almost a similar power set too um but you know instead of having like jonathan and martha kent to sort of steer this young boy into the the right direction it's not the it's not that the parents are bad in brightburn but this is a bad egg it's just a bad egg it's a young you know hitler or something it's just a kid that is destined to i don't know kill just a bad boy it's just a bad it's a kid that uh i when i look at that as someone that works with a lot of kids like i feel like it's a lack of power is why kids do that and then when they hurt animals it's a they have power they have control um, in the ultimate form, which is like life and death. And so, yeah. and that's what you see play out. And then you give that kid superpowers and anyone that even kind of slights him is on his list and the special effects. And then they blend in is keep in mind, this is a Blumhouse movie, by the way, too. I, we didn't mention it was that, filmed but filmed on a pretty low budget too, the way I understand. It, yeah. It was so. a, it was a $60 million budget. The whole thing yeah. was, and, um, it's a Blumhouse movie, which, Anything Blumhouse has done in the last five years is exquisite, by the way. You just, Jason Blum and everything his team is doing is incredible. But uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, the one scene that I love the most, which, because I love horror films, and they mix in oh, a lot ba- of those. And Badger's in it from Breaking Bad, in case yeah. you didn't catch that. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, there's this one scene where uh, one of the characters is running through the woods, and you just see the kid flying behind her and it darting in and out of the trees and all you can see is like dark silhouette red eyes like 
that is something you like they had to create their own version of you know the creature in the shadows with that so yeah brightburn highly recommend it check it out the other movie i watched john was uh um, oh, wait wait hold on no 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 i'm just trying to keep the ball rolling i know you are but i have to tell you the side effect of brightburn okay tell me the side. you're looking at your kids different <laughs> no <laughs> no my kids are good kids they would never cook me with their eyes yeah um <laughs> So do you remember the very end of the movie where so, – so they wrap the entire story up, and then it goes into like a news segment of yeah, like – Yeah, I mentioned that. Okay. So the end With of the, the witch? movie um, – Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, and they have uh, – is it Rooker? Is that the guy's name from uh, Walking yeah, Dead? of uh, course. Michael Rooker, I think. Yeah. He's on, and... the, he's on the news as like a you – know, he's like, oh, you know, he's freaking out and – and they're sightings. He's Alex Jones. And, He's Alex yeah. Jones. Yeah. And and so they kind of do like a little, um, uh, like almost at the end of Iron Man. Where Dude, they're like, making hey, they're this, making more this of these. Does well, and yeah, and we do launch a whole new film franchise, or maybe we could, you know, if it sucks, then whatever. We we covered our bases. We made a little opening at the end, and maybe they'll come back to it in ten years. Anyway, I think it would be rad. Um, I think it would be rad. I'm just as an aside, is if yeah they've already made another movie in that universe and we just don't know it yet. Like Lila Rona or like one of these other horror movies that have come out, like maybe it's uh, the conjuring. Well, what, I don't know. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> with the, the live action footage of the giant monster in the city. Uh, uh, Cloverfield. Would, yeah. Like, yeah, almost like that. Right. Everyone thinks um, everything's part of Cloverfield, but yeah. I think true. that would be cool though if we found out that like I'm down. I'm take my money. Shape I'm of down. Water. Uh, maybe Shape of Water. That's such like prime territory. Like maybe Shape Ooh. of Water is in there or something, you know. Or or um or or uh, I'm not talking about being in the Cloverfield verse, but comparing like just little microverses of of like, you know, movie universes like uh uh, unbreakable and that you know what I mean and the and oh split, yeah like, yeah they that's did that like another a good example yeah um so so anyways uh so they're playing this end segment and and I'm already like goosebumps I'm like so happy. <laughs> I, I love like that movie. you loved it <laughs> no 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 I I finished this movie and I am I'm geeking I mean we got yeah. jumps we got startles it's cool like all of it's real fresh and cool and like it's a small town it's this fucked up kid and i'm just like i'm happy and the movie's over and and they go to credits and i'm like oh man i just want i want to know more about this boy and where he goes and then that's when they go into like the the new the news segment and the song they start playing is a song called i'm a bad guy and it's oh, by yeah. an artist it's yeah. by an artist called Billy uh, Eilish? Eilish. Eilish. Yeah. I call her Billy Eyelash. Okay. Anyways, now, now here I am, because I, I like music. If I hear a good song, and that song got me. Like, that song. It's a good song. Like, what? So, like, we finished the movie, and I was like, what is this song? This song is dope. And then what <laughs> I did was we, we, we finished, we finished, like, we watched the whole, like, the credits through the end of that song because I was like, this song is killer. I don't know what this song is. And then what I did was we're sitting there, me and wife on the couch. I was like, I re I rewound it to the beginning of the credits so we could hear it again. I was like, that song is killer. And I didn't know what it was until like the next day. And I looked it up and it turns out it's this Billy eyelash. It's a and, huge song right um, now. She's a 17 year old artist. Um, 
I, I checked out some of her other songs. Um, pretty cool stuff. Really cool music videos. Yeah. N- none of none of them hit none of them hit the level of this song, the "I'm a Bad Guy" song. But mm-hmm. uh, give it a listen, see what you think. Uh, I showed it you to sound my like show. such a dad right now. Billie Eilish is oh, huge. Like I've had to listen, listen man. to her hey, a lot you, this the summer. Re- the reality is, I'm double her age. Okay, that's weird for me to like hear a pop song and be like, oh. <laughs> Well, like, she she like, is this generation's she's this generation's Marilyn Manson though. She's like anti-pop right now, which is kind of cool. Or, or like, like Lord comes to mind. Like she was really young and had like some hits, you know. Yeah, but she was a pop star. Like yeah. Billie Eilish is anti. Like she farts on her Instagram videos and like doesn't okay. dress pretty. She like she's like a little um, Aubrey Plaza or something. Yeah, she's a little awkward duck. Is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad you like Billy Eilish. <laughs> eyelash, it's pronounced eyelash. Eyelash. Um, and then, um, yeah, like uh, I, so I looked up some other, you know, songs of hers, and the videos are really cool. They're really like artful, um, and dark and weird. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, re- I recommend it. But oh, oh, I was telling you, I, uh, I showed it to Joe, and he gets so mad because. I think he had seen the movie and did the, went through the same thing, but he had a different reaction to it. And he, uh, Joe is the other guy on our podcast uh, podcast right now. He's been on he this got, show. Yeah, he got so upset. I was like, dude, I want to show you this song. It's it's this it's this song. It's by this young artist, and uh, it's called "I'm a Bad Guy." He's like, oh, I know that song, and he got so upset. I was like, what's wrong? You don't like her? She's like, he's she's 17. She doesn't know anything. She hasn't learned anything. She doesn't know anything about relationships. Oh, what an old man! Singing about, I know he got so upset. I was like, "Yeah, but who cares? Just like ignore all the, like you don't have to know any information about it. Take take the art as a face value, you know, and just and just take it, you know, like and hear the song. It's a it's a killer song, um, and that's it. I can be done on Brightburn. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, and then just in a quick aside, I um, I watched Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, Is it finished good? it up. Should I watch that? Here's the thing, okay? Don't spoil, please, because I. I'm do not. Well, I'm not gonna. First off, this movie would be hard to spoil because you know exactly what's gonna happen. Godzilla's gonna fight a bunch of fucking monsters, but the monsters fight in this movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's awesome. Spoiler alert! God damn. It. Um. I went in with extremely low expectations. I was like, on the first Godzilla movie, uh, with with Walter White. I was uh I was lukewarm. I was like, okay, cool. You know, it's a lot of build up and then, you know, you got you got what you you came, what you bought your Dude, popcorn for. when Godzilla for steps out and he screams into the night sky and it's the first reveal of him, like <laughs> I was pretty Yeah, I can't I do this. Like, um but uh, King Kong, I like King Kong mainly because John C. Riley was in it, and Sam Jackson was in it, and John Goodman was in it. I mean, come on, like uh, the King Kong Skull Island, that was good. This movie, I came in with low expectations, and was and that's where I'm at. I think it reminded me of it, it was a type of movie that had everything I would have wanted to see when I was a kid. It was like okay. And plot plot design wise, it was like, oh, oh, of course, yes, that's what's gonna happen. Yes, oh, okay, here we go. This is gonna happen. So I loved it. It's a popcorn movie. Um, some oh, of it good. makes okay. no you sense. Okay. Yeah, some of it makes no sense. But at the end of the day, Godzilla's the king of the fucking monsters, and like you get to see it all play out. And then they give you gotta stay. There's a post. There's a there's a mid credit and a post credit. So make okay. sure you fast forward through all the 
you know, all the CGI folks and gaffers and best boys and all that stuff. And uh, you'll get to you'll get to see a little teaser because um, obviously there's going to be a big showdown between our our big furry friend and Godzilla. So um, can't wait. You know, it's nice. You know, it's nice about the advent of the like guaranteed stinger scene or te- like teaser scene at the end of the movie is right there in the moment. You get a chance to like talk with who you saw the movie with and you kind of like I mean, m- most people should do that after they see a movie anyway. Like I always recommend going to get a beer or, you know, or doing something after like continuing to hang if you see a movie with friends so that you can like if it's a good movie, talk about it right as it's fresh in your mind. Um, but that's one of the cool, I think, unintended benefits of the, the stinger scene at the end of a movie is that you're sitting there. You don't you don't care yeah. about who the you know, the the best boy grip was like, let's yeah, let's talk about this movie while we wait for the. The final scene so that's yeah. good to know i'm glad you liked it too because uh, john i, I loved it i know you're gonna like it too and don't don't go I in low and i well you and i have the same thing it's like not every movie needs to win an academy award this did exactly what it was supposed to do and more for me and i loved it I, <laughs> like i couldn't wait to finish it i started it and then i had to like yeah. go to bed and then i finished it and i was like super satisfied so um, I want to do some research and figure out who came up with the Godzilla scream because it's so iconic and unique and it holds I'm sure up there's like a that. YouTube video on that. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. there has to be some info behind who, did, who designed that noise. I can't he does that. Well, he has several like noises. A... No, he has like his scream, but then he has the like I'm coming noise, like the right. like there's a low I'm about the scream, man. I'm yeah. talking about the mouth open. Yeah. That noise he makes. What is that noise? Is that like a, a whale or something? How'd they get that? It's got to have some whale in there. Maybe some horses. Something. Who knows? Dolphins or something? And hey, next time you talk to Joe Gazzaro, <laughs> I want you to remind him that when John Lennon formed the Beatles, they were 17 years old. When they were on the Ed Sullivan show, they were 20 years old. So he can, he can F off. Did he have misinformation? No, I'm just saying like... Um, some of the best oh, musicians young, young started musicians. when yeah. they were young. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and oh, can I uh, do an imitation of John C. Riley real quick since we talked about King? Oh Kong? yeah, yeah. Please, I'm listening. <clears throat> I know we like we like to do imitations on this podcast. Here we go. Ha, huh. oh John. I was just hanging out on this island here, and then uh, I noticed there's a giant gorilla. Uh, I don't I don't even know what time, what year is it here. Uh, John C. Riley. <laughs> 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 you gotta bring it down. I can't do it. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Um, speaking of John uh, C. Riley, I also watched uh, Holmes and Watson, the the heavily shit upon movie that came out uh, yeah. earlier this summer, uh, last yeah. spring. Um, can I give it's you? Not very good. Let me give you. A, this is a framework. Laura and I went into it. We're like, okay. oh, hey, do you want to watch your Will? Wife to watch that with you. Oh, we love, I mean, together, we both, we love both those guys. We listen to the Ron Burgundy podcast and, um, John C. Riley is one of the secretly greatest actors, I think on the planet right now. And, uh, we went into it not expecting, uh, like a Sherlock Holmes movie. We went into it 
watching Will Ferrell and his friends dress up, dress up and talk in funny accents. And because of that, we loved it. We had a great time. I mean, the, the third act was a little uh, murky, but, uh, you know, there was a couple bits in there that hit really well. And we were, I was definitely LOLing and, um, having a good time. So yeah. Um, in other movie news, John, I, um, I want to update you on a couple pieces here. Um, so we've talked a lot about like TV settings. I, we had a couple episodes where this has come up. So I want to just kind of keep the listeners up to date on the story. So, um, on your TV, some cases by default. So Vizio TVs by default will turn on what's called, um, smoothing or, um, uh, frame rate smoothing, which allows the frame rate to look very fast. It's, it gives you that Latino kind of soap opera feel. Um, and turn the film, you gotta turn it off. A lot of folks, yeah, obviously, turn it off. Um, Tom Cruise, a lot of directors have gotten together to, to really try to advocate um, against this. Against this. Um, well, and and the, just to interrupt, the the origin of it is, uh, it, it's added features to increase the price of TV sets because oh really LCD and OLED panels are incredibly cheap to make because there are so many made. And of course, they're all made in China. I don't know what the the new embargo is gonna like the new trade deal is gonna do with all that. And there are some concerns there about that specifically electronics coming in. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a way to list features on a TV. Oh, and a interesting. A lot of dum dums go into a Best Buy and they want to buy a TV for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And so Which, if you see something for that's three hundred dollars more, but it has this new feature where you're gonna get what seems like more frames per second, um, you, then it's a, it's a nice selling point for. Uh, well, and I can see for sports sporting events, I bet it's awesome. But yeah, but it's um, it's post processing, and what it requires is a basically a low grade video card in in the display, and okay. um, what it's doing is it's creating non-existent frames between the frames of the source of your video. So if you're watching. Uh, movie, which is uh, typically sits at around 24 to 30 frames uh, per second, or if you're playing a video game, which if you're playing on you know Xbox One, it's somewhere between 30 frames or all the way up to uh, 60 frames. It's um, it's creating frames that don't exist uh, based on you know video you know graphics technology and stuff like that, and it's it's guessing what would what would be if, if you know if here's a ball on the right and here's a ball on the left let's put a ball in the middle right and that's and it's adding new frames yeah um, and and yeah you get soap opera view but go on sorry so martin scorsese um is working with samsung to create filmmaker mode so filmmaker mode they're trying to get these on all of the tvs and so what will happen is with a with a you know whether whether it's a streaming media or whether it's a disc whatever it is it will have its perf- the filmmaker's preferred settings will be what it shows first and uh yeah it's called filmmaker mode um and i can see your james cameron's your super tech heavy directors um getting uh who's the other guy uh who's the guy that directed Deadpool. He's super. He's pushing a lot of movie tech right now. But I can, I can see these guys 
taking advantage of this. So imagine um, you might have the smoothing turned on or other settings turned on um, HDR, HDR plus, you know, there's so many little featurey names like you mentioned, but then you pop in the disc or you download the 4k video and then it says, um, filmmaker mode you click it and all the settings automatically adjust to your tv and exactly what the filmmaker wants so i think that's awesome i think it's gonna be smart i think it's gonna be a huge improvement and um i'm interested to see what like your cnets and you know some of your uh your your media and audio files and uh, cinema files like what they say about this but um yeah thought i'd update you guys on that and then the other thing i want to talk about is the Spider-Man breakup. Okay, oh, so I do a real quick PSA. Well, let's finish. Is this in related related to the filmmaker mode? Uh huh. Okay, yeah. Um, if you suck at online shooters and you're a dummy and you haven't messed with the uh, settings on your TV outside of like you know brightness and contracts and contrast and stuff, it's buried in like uh, often. It, I have a Samsung TV. Uh, 4k hdr it's buried in the advanced settings and just anything you see that's like post-processing or um smoothing or anything like that you you have to kill it you just have to turn it all off and uh you will be better at video games that's all well and to add to that some receivers so if you're pumping your hdmi through a receiver which then is going to your tv sometimes your receiver is doing stuff and then your tv is doing stuff so you want to be in um neutral is usually the setting um or no setting at all on your receiver because um (laughs) what'll happen is you just latency you just gotta yeah you get latency latency, and yeah. yeah um so anyway what i was saying in the other news is spider man um so sony and Disney made a deal. It was for 5%. Disney got 5% of whatever that character brought in for the movie. And for the ensemble cast, they had individual deals for every single film based on the amount of screen time. So Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Civil War. Um, I'm sorry, Captain America Civil War. Um, they had specific deals for each of those movies. Disney only took 5% of what that character brought to the screen. Um, for S- Spider-Man Far From Home, um, which was entirely a Spider-Man film, Disney took 5% of the earnings, uh, which we saw was a, a over a billion dollar film. Disney sat down for negotiations in regard to the next set of Tom Holland Spider-Man movies and they asked for 50%. Sony said no. Um, they said, um, why is it going to cost that much? And they basically said, well, Kevin Feige is writing this character to be part of a larger universe and that's what that cost goes to. And they said, we would prefer to use our writers if that's what if that's what we're paying for. We appreciate what Kevin Feige's doing, but um, we prefer to use our writers and thanks, but no thanks. And so, um, it, Disney basically said, well, if you're not going to use Kevin Feige, well then you can't be part of the MCU anymore. And Sony said, okay. And so 
that's kind of where it sits right now. Meaning that it doesn't mean Tom Holland Spider-Man is done. It just means that um, it'll be Sony produced 100% and Sony written 100%, which means the good news would be we'll probably see a Tom. <laughs> well, in fact, that'll probably be the next thing we'll see is a Tom Holland Venom movie. Um, uh, yeah, that's definitely coming. Uh, Tom Hile, Tom, like we'll probably see Maximum Carnage. Like that's what everything is probably le- leading well, up they to. They teased it at the end of Venom, right? The bad news is MCU has revoked any mention of any MCU content in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Meaning Tom Holland's Uncle Ben moment with with Tony Stark dying and all that other stuff. Spoiler alert in Endgame. Then that they can't mention any of that. They can't, they can't uh, like happy Hogan and aunt may, all that stuff has to go away. So, well, Ho- yeah, Hogan will happy. Happy will stick around, but cause he was originally part of the MCU, but yeah, well, I he'll, see what you're saying. yeah, but that storyline that we saw in far from yeah. home, we won't really oh, yeah. get to see come to fruition. Yeah. Um, Joel, do you, do you look at this as a bummer or not a bummer? Well, so there's two ways to look at this. From a little guy who used to read comic books and sort them in his room by all manner of different categories, like, um, yeah, I, I feel like the Marvel Universe should be pure and have all of its characters in one place. But right. from a business standpoint, um, Sony was one of the first people to put a lot of faith in Stan Lee and buy that property way before anyone else did. And uh, so there's that that contract was written back in the eighties and, and Marvel was in hard dire straits and Stan Lee, um, like they, they were on the verge of like completely fizzling out. They tried to sell Marvel to DC universe and DC said, we don't need your characters. We already have our own characters. And that's when DC was out selling Marvel comics, like 10 to one. And, um, so Stan Lee did a business move, which was, okay, well, I'm going to take my properties and I'm going to sell them out the, the best way I can. He sold Spider-Man off in the 80s. He sold Hulk off in the late 80s to Universal. And then he sold X-Men off in the 90s, early 90s. And so we're still dealing with the ramifications of all that. Disney has all of them, except they're on contract with Hulk. They're not allowed to make a standalone Hulk movie, um, but they're allowed to use Hulk um, as part of that was written into the original contract is Hulk is an Avenger. So if they ever wanted to use Hulk as an Avenger, that's fine, but they can't make a standalone Hulk movie. And um, Neymar, for whatever reason, Neymar, the submariner, that's that's Marvel's Aquaman, basically. Um, that's also owned by than Aquaman though. Oh yeah. He's much more of a badass. He's also part of, um, the universal deal, which means Neymar could be a side character, but can't be a featured character. So there's so much red tape, which I feel bad for Disney. And I remember, I remember when Disney bought out Marvel, um, entertainment, there was a lot of concern. There was a lot of concern. Yeah. Yeah, And a lot of, uh, all turned out great. It it turned out great. And I think one of the bigger concerns was the, you know, the family friendly aspect of it. I remember that being one of the, the larger concerns, but honestly, these are kids 
these these should be something I can take a ten year old to. Like it Disagree. Like, <laughs> these are adult movies. These are for thirty year old nerds, man. <laughs> I secretly, yeah. We're talking about an R rated Joker movie coming out. Yeah. Comic book movies are great. They're so fun. Um but I mean the if you I I'm sure there's like you know, studies on this, but like it has to be mainly like thirty year old white dudes that are going to these movies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, but see, like, a lot of people have gotten, I don't know, it's just, it's multi-generational, to say the yeah. least. I mean, to, for a movie to break, the to bring in the amount of money that Endgame brought in, like, that's that's everybody. Like, that's everybody watching that movie yeah, for a true. movie to bring in that, that's Star Wars level, you know, entertainment. And it's so number one, baby. It beats so, Star Wars, it beats Avatar. Yeah. yeah. To circle back, like, you know, I can empathize with Sony because they had they had one of the original um, IP contracts for Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. So any anyone any character that was introduced via a Spider-Man comic book um, belongs to Sony. So that's your Black Cats, your Sandman's, your Green Goblins. You know, um, yeah. your all your Craven the Hunter, all that stuff. So um, Sony definitely got a bump, and they used. Marvel, I think, smart, but I think the story, and we've seen studios get into this before. The best example is when Heath Ledger died. Um, he was originally written to be the Joker in Dark Knight Rising, and it was going to be a very J- Joker-centric um, character. But when he died, the studio had to completely rewrite the script and, and then brought in Bane and Catwoman and, you know, Ra's al Ghul's daughter and all this other stuff. Yeah. So we've seen studios um, have to overcome these challenges before. My concern is Sony has not the best record with Spider-Man writing going back to Spider-Man 3. And I watched it again recently. And uh, yeah, it's still, it's still pretty you do bad. That for? Uh, I, you do I think that I, wanted, for? I wanted to see if it was as bad as... You got your backlog to worry about, though. You're watching Spider-Man 3? It's pretty bad. That's pretty rough. It's bad. And then Andrew Garfield, um, that whole, like, that was just a mess. Spider-Man. It was just a mess. It was just a mess. And yeah. so I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about the whole thing. But at the end of the day, like, business is business. And Stan Lee made the deal. And, you know, you got to you gotta honor what the Godfather did, you know? Let me, uh, let me shed some optimism on this for you. Um, what do you think would be more entertaining? Uh, you know, business as usual, and we keep Spider-Man in the MCU, and you get, you know, whatever Disney decides to do with the character going forward. You get that, right? That's that's option A. Or you get to watch fold out live the the biggest or one of the biggest uh, gambles Sony has ever made, and you get to see that first movie come out. Yeah, like the the entertainment of the reality of the licensing gamble that that Sony has made is almost as entertaining as whatever movies the Marvel and the MCU would have made, right? Well, like, so it's kind of yeah. a win-win. Like either way it plays out, it's like this is fun either way. Well, I think it's a win-win and, for and Sony. Marvel has, I'm 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 sorry, Marvel has like so many things planned and so many characters. Oh, I know. Um, to lose Spider-Man sucks. I love Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man, um, but 
it's it's almost kind of fun to see like all right sony this is what you've done and they will release another movie and everyone will watch it and now the pressure on them to um you know to to bring to bring a solid movie that is uh you know worthy of i don't i mean what Ven- tom hardy and tom holland venom movie spider-man could be that's going to be, cool. gonna be I, I'm, falls, I'm going to call it I think that's going to be the next one. I mean, they would be stupid to not go with that because Venom made a surprising amount of money. It was like 850 million dollars. Like it's a surprising amount of money. And then I thought that um, was a Did it did it do well? I don't know if it did well. Oh, it did right? really well. It did surprisingly well. Um but he, Here's, it was a critical the, failure. There's a sure. couple ways this could play out. Um, it, if I'm Sony, a couple things could happen. They could have, they could have Disney paying them to allow um, some of the story elements from the MCU included in the, for lack of a better term, Sony Spider Verse, right? Um, because whatever they do next goes really well. So they write it in a really good way that doesn't need to have any of the elements from MCU in it. It's Tom Holland. He's secure in his Spider-Man role. Um, Peter, people know that he's Peter Parker. Cause that was announced in the last movie and they go from yeah. there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. or, um, it flops and then, it, then Sony goes back to MCU and they say, fix it. And then, and they say how much an MCU will say, all right, we're going to take 60% or whatever, whatever the upvote is on that. And so it, yeah, you're right as, um, both in fiction and in reality, this is going to be fun to watch, but it's a win-win for Sony because don't forget about into the spider verse, which is their animated film, which was the first animated film to beat out a Disney property. I might be wrong, but maybe ever at the Academy yeah. Awards. So it won Best Animated Picture. They have a new animated universe now. So they have they have Spider-Man to fall back on. So even if they've completely ruined Tom Holland's Spider-Man, they have yeah. the they have the cartoon to fall back on. So Sony's and fine. People and people love that. I mean, if oh, we Ripley wants to watch that all something. the time, dude. And yeah. Lori loves it. Lori was crying at the stinking cartoon. Like, it's a it's good, good, it's good. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, Into the Spider Verse. But so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's um, it's business, man. When business and fiction it's mix, show it's, business, baby. It's not just called show. Show business, show baby. business, baby. All right, um, let's get you. You you want to move into top three? I have one more news thing. Tell me, baby. For movies, um, Matrix Four confirmed. Oh, I heard that. Um, they're bringing Keanu, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, and then I, I don't think it's yet confirmed for Lawrence Fishburne. But what the um, fuck else does he have I mean, to do? What? <laughs> Another Predator movie? I don't know. Um, so <laughs> uh, I'm down. Uh, like yeah. I. I'm one of the like 17% of American citizens that kind of liked reloaded and revolution. So I'm, I'm into it. Well, Um, it's only directed by one uh, Lana, Lana Wachowski, not, not the other one, Lena. Um, So that'll be, that'll be different. Uh, Lily, I think is the other one. Is it Lily? Yeah. Um, So, 
yeah, I apologize to big listeners yeah. of the ep- of the podcast. Um, and then uh, and then just real quick tying it into video games. Um, do you remember the Enter the Matrix video game that was? Hell yeah, dude! Or what was it called? The, the it was Enter the Matrix. It was canon. Shadow of Neo or something. Yeah, but it was um, so way back in early two thousands when Matrix Reloaded was uh, being marketed and hyped and um, you know released to theaters. A video game came out that had scenes from that movie that you could only see and 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 also play in on on the original Xbox and then the movie came out and you had like a whole nother side of the movie it was um what were the characters called do you remember ghost and it was uh Jada Pinkett Smith Oh it shit! Was her character. Yeah. And remember, they went in in, uh, in Matrix Reloaded. They had to go blow up a uh, power plant. Yes. So that the the power would drop, and so that Matrix or uh, Neo could like enter the uh, this back door uh, using the Keymaster. It's this real convoluted story. Um, but uh, yeah, you uh, Naomi was the was the other character. And oh, so nice. You play you play Naomi and Ghost in this side side story, but. As you're playing through some of the cinematics, that was the first time, like, s- some scenes from the freeway scene and stuff like that, where, like, the two trucks collide and Morpheus and the Keymaster are, like, all flying through the air, bullet time. It was it was just a cool, like, cross-marketing video game movie release moment that uh, I haven't seen anything really like that since. Well, I, I mean, and it was also like one of the rare cartoons and shows and stuff. It was one of the rare in, but... video games that was directed by the movie and the game were directed by the same people too. That's right. Yeah. So, so kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Matrix four. Let's go. I'm, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> also, hell yeah. It's... Keanu, Keanu, he is peaking so hard. Oh, he <laughs> is. He's the number one American right now. <laughs> Yeah, everyone everyone loves Keanu. Yeah. Oh my god. Um so, cool news. Awesome. All right. Well let's uh let's get in to some top three. Dude, John, I have to pee. You explain what top three is, man. Can you play the theme and stuff and give me twenty seconds? Yes. Top three. Top three. Top 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 three. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, to everyone in between all around the world, welcome to Rad Dad Radio's Top 3. On tonight's Top 3, we will discuss Disney movies, animated films that have yet to be produced into live action cinema. What are the top three animated films? we feel should be turned into live action. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up for tonight's top three. (laughs) So, D23 happened. D23 is like the ultimate Disney fanboys conference for uh, everything that Disney owns, which is almost everything. And uh, a lot of fun things came out of it. one of the ones while John's away that I'm excited for is the announced a She-Hulk series, which <laughs> She-Hulk might be one of my favorite Marvel characters ever. Um, 
It was, I remember when I was a kid, I think I've told the story before, so I apologize, but uh, I would go at the end of my street was a comic book store and they had a, they had several boxes of comic books and you could get five for a dollar. And I remember one of the ones I got was She-Hulk number one and She-Hulk number two. And I remember as a kid who's just rifling through comic book after comic book after comic book, like eventually you start to learn like what's, what's hot and what's worth reading. But from a kid's mind, you want the first part of the story. And so She-Hulk, I, I bought Hook, Line, and Sinker. So i um, pretty stoked to see that She-Hulk is going to be uh, on the on the Disney Plus service. John, are you back? Oh, are you talking about Disney now? Yeah. So we're hey, talking about why... Can I what I just did really quick? Did you piss all over yourself? No. I, I was running because I was trying to hurry. <laughs> okay. And I finished my pee. <laughs> And I have like, uh, it's like probably like my top, my number, number two or number three favorite pair of jeans. And, uh, you I have them. a hole in the knee. Oh no. It's just a nice little hole. It makes, makes it look like, you know, fashion wise, like, ah, oh, this kind of guy knows, knows how to have a good time. Yeah. I didn't yeah, buy them like that. They're not like worn, you know, yeah. it's not the worn wear. Yeah. I didn't buy them like that. I, uh, yeah. I'm running out of the bathroom and the hole hooks <laughs> It hooks on the handle for one of our cabinets. <laughs> I just rip my jeans like clear down to the end. I'm like, I just, you have so, jorts. I gotta make. You yeah, got some jorts. I'm make some jorts. I'm gonna make some jorts tomorrow. I'm so upset. Um, no, we were yeah. just talking about D23. We have a oh, Disney so themed things, top man. three animated films to be turned you're into this, right? live action films. So let I me tell you what I did. Three, but like, let you're me, gonna get this service, right? Let Disney, me tell you what I did. What, what do you call it? Direct. Yeah. Infinite, me, infinite. It's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> and um, I'm going to give you guys all a hot tip. So if you go to D23.com, it's Disney's. Again, D23, I don't know the symbolism. I'm not that big of a fanboy to know uh, why it's called D23. But um, if you sign up on the website for an account, there's several levels but the get the free one it's general um and then you got to wait about a day um go to your account settings and you'll see an invitation for a discount on the disney plus service you basically will get three years paid for with one year free um so that's nice it comes out to about four dollars a month um and so it costs 140 dollars to get that me and Lori went ahead and did it, so we're set for the next three years of Disney Hold on, content. Hold on, what did you spend? 140 bucks. We paid. We paid for three Damn. years worth of uh, Disney. Damn, son. But think you about must it, be rich son. Yeah, man. No, I'm just. I'm just fiscal, and in, in that, uh, I've had Netflix forever. And if someone would have come true. back yeah, to me, if I could go I... back in time and been yeah. like, "Hey, um, do you want to save? Do you want to have a whole year for free?" I would have totally done that. So you um, are a hero. You guys should um, hey, real check quick, it out. Uh, uh, Disney was founded. Uh, the company was founded in 1923. So okay. that's why it's D23. All right. Learn something. That should have been a trivia question. Learn something new the more every you day. Know. So while you were pissing, I was talking about how excited I am for the She-Hulk series that they announced at the jeans are destroyed. <laughs> yeah, they are. Let's see how your kids turned out. 
also that i have a go ahead go on also in, in related disney news dude i am stoked for star wars stuff all come over on. again come on with it come on come on that mandalorian trailer dude is unbelievable yeah very exciting and it's a series so you're gonna get a lot of it man and the just based on the trailer the production value looked uh-huh. pretty high like it didn't uh-huh. look like a show when did that happen by the way when did tv shows start looking as good as movies are they spending the same amount are they Mm, that's they a good using question. less CG but making it seem like a lot of CG. I don't know. Well, Did CG let's... get cheaper? I think it got cheaper. Well, jo- John, they they have it's the same production house, so all the tools in the toolbox for the ILM, movies baby. are there for the TV shows. So I'm trying to think though, like what was the first TV show that was like y- 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 yikes when it like it blew your mind in terms of production value? Walking yeah. Dead. I mean, the... So like the boys, oh yeah, Walking Dead's a good example. Yeah, Walking Dead. Those zombies had... look legit, but those are a lot of practical effects, you know. That's why it looks legit, though. Um, Savini and uh, uh, Nicotoro worked on yes. the on the Walking Dead, so yes. those guys are like just really talented, you know, makeup oh, man. effects. Artists I would love, and... I would love to, if I could just have a couple wishes, I would love to just go out drinking with Tom Savini. How cool would that Dude, be? Dude, how fun would that be? He'd have, he's he's got a gun for a dick. I mean, how cool here's, is that? Here's what I would want to do. I'd want to go out drinking with Tom Savini, and then the night would wrap up. Like we'd start early, but mm-hmm. the night would wrap up with us like Ubering to his studio. Oh, the and warehouse. We'd get a like yeah. wild drunk and kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe a little high too. Um, yeah. We'd get to like goof around with all yeah. of his like cool studio stuff and he would be oh, way yeah. into it that, oh he'd be way into it and he'd have really good yeah. whiskey he'd be like hell i don't open this up for everybody he'd yeah drink some really good <laughs> yeah, whiskey yeah, yeah. And, and they'd be like let me take you down the uh the dawn yeah. of the dead aisle and we'd go down the dawn of the dead aisle or you know oh, day man. of the dead dust till dawn he's champion um i recommend you follow him on instagram if you don't listeners because okay. uh he he's just a he's a champion so um Tonight's top three, John, is uh... oh real. I'm sorry, real quick on on the Mandal. I know I keep making this podcast longer, and I, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to, but you, if you talk about things, I'm it's okay. About, I, Sometimes I can't you can't jump it. forward until you look back. You gotta look. It's true. Um, I, it, it's happened four times in this podcast that we're like, all right, next thing, and I'm like, no, 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 I still have more to say. Um, so in the Mandalorian trailer, did you see the like IG88 looking guy? The robot spinning around with his blasters. Yes. So, so I'm excited. Uh, That's an assassin because... bot. That's a death yeah, bot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of the other assassins, right? So you get like Bosk and maybe Dungar and uh, like some other assassins. Like the the shot that that sort of set all this in place and spawned the stories and everything else was one shot on uh, on the Death Star when Vader's talking to all of them. I believe this is in. Um, vaders in the series no no this is in the i'm talking in the original trilogy in empire strikes back he he uh talks to boba fett and he's got a whole line of assassins there and it's ig88 bosk um dengar and it's like this whole lineup of um assassins um uh, zookus is there i think and and he's and he and he singles out um 
uh, Boba Fett, and he says, and, and you know, and and no decapitations this time, right? Like, and that's the one scene. That's the only time you see all these assassins, except for Boba, because he comes back in um, uh, Return of the Jedi, and he has the whole Sarlacc pit scene and all that. Um, but like, I'm excited to see like all these other assassins get further fleshed out. Anyways. It shows there's in the trailer there's an IG88 and it's like a tall kind of goofy looking robot and he's like spinning around at like a hip joint and he's firing blasters and stuff. Uh, in the show it's actually uh, IG11, so it's not IG88. In case you guys were wondering, it's IG11. Nerds. And then yeah. And then also from the D23 we got a new um, Star Wars trailer. And I don't know uh, if you hit on that uh, yet. Yes. Um, did you did you watch the full Star Wars? trailer yes. coming out this December? Uh listen, I'm I've been I've been I've been keen to Lies the new of Skywalker, Joel. I have been keen to the new Star Wars films. I'm okay with them. I need to watch Last Jedi again. I think what changed my mind on Last Jedi, because I was a little harsh on it when I first saw it because of the whole um you know, the casino planet and the kangaroo horses and, you know, all that, all that rigmarole. Light speed through uh, other ships and stuff. I like think that, that was cool. Me. I think that you was know, cool. That, it was cool. I'm surprised cool, that actually like... hasn't been done before. <laughs> no, yeah. And now, and now any space battle in the future of the Star Wars trilogy or uh, any of any Star Wars movies will be like, hey, fire a ship through it. Everyone empty off the ship, leave one yeah. person. Or yeah, auto, you know, auto control. Well, my to... favorite argument is that uh, at light speed, ships move so fast that the molecules actually would pass through one another, so they wouldn't actually cause an impact. Um, I always thought because they say in the past movies that they have to set a course, you know, like, and so if you have oh, a yeah. really good computer, navig- if you had a really good navigation computer on your ship, you'd be better at it somehow. Yeah. But, but then I also I also thought I heard it explained as like you go into like a alternate dimension for oh, a moment well you and, phase and out. out all your molecules so get know. stretched out over yeah. whatever that distance is and then they shoop, yeah. they they catch up yeah. to each other but ryan johnson made a point to make sure that it wasn't at full power when she when she did it so okay. anyway that's a huge nerdy aside but um i was okay with last jedi I'm 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 excited for it, man. I'm way more excited That's for cool. it now than I thought I should be. And um, Dark Ray, man, ready. So Dark Ray, you got Dark Ray at the end of the trailer. Um, she's got the fold out lightsaber, which a lot of people yeah. will remember from Star Wars Rebels. There was a, a Jedi fight that had a it's Sith like apprentice side by side at first, and then she mm-hmm. like drops it down to like a Darth Maul thing. Yep, and they say that that's based on technology that was designed by Darth Sidious, so there's like precedent for it. It's not something they're just throwing in there, and uh, a lot of people are thinking that little clone planet had um more than just uh Django Fett's being pro- produced yeah that that uh possibly the imp- yeah that the emperor may have uh cloned himself and that Whoa. he may have cloned Ray and that the Ray clone that he was dropped off by the mysterious junk parents the junkers the traitor parents um was actually p- placed there by Emperor Palpatine, and that this is and all part we, of a and larger then we find out plan. The paid for a Luke clone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe I'm just speculating. 
Oh, are you saying? Oh, are you saying there might be a DH Luke? Oh my God, that would be. Dude, that, would be, if, man? that would be so crazy if the emperor I, was I like they're gonna surprise us and i think in a good way you know well um my favorite quote from jj is that he said that this is his end game and that to me is saying a lot more than might what it might sound like but that it's all coming to a head that he gets to pull from this whole cool creative catalog of fiction to create this amazing uh, film that's going to just put bow after bow after bow after bow on top of um, all yeah. of these little storylines and theories and nerd alerts, you know? So, um, yeah, Did you I'm catch um, C-3PO's, like, red eyes in that one little scene in the new trailer? Now, is that reflection off of it something like he's, he's seeing? It looks like he's got a red glow behind his eyes. If we get a dark 3PO, I'm going to piss my diaper, dude. Don't, I don't know forget... Don't forget that Lord Vader himself built that bot, you know? Little young Anakin oh. built C-3PO. Don't forget that fact, this man. This is going to be good. <laughs> we should good. fly. Let's Here, how about you drive? We'll find the coolest movie theater in Kansas, and we'll just drive, and we'll meet midway. No cool, there's nothing cool in Kansas, just so you know. There's like a couple like fun museums dedicated to the Wizard of Oz. That's it. <laughs> a couple? It's every stinking gas station has a Wizard of Oz accident. museum. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to top three. So D23 top happened. Three. Top play the three. Music again. <laughs> okay, I'll play the music. Top three. Um, so I, uh, we, me, me and uh, Creamy Johns have talked about what, what are the, you know, we got Aladdin. We got Beauty and the Beast. We got Cinderella. We got 101 Dalmatians just announced with Emma Stone. We got all these. Lady and the Tramp is coming. Lady and the Tramp looks romantic as shit. You know what I mean? I watched the trailer. It's coming. Yeah. Um what are the animated movies that have not been turned into live action that you would like to see turned into live action, John? Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? You can go first. Do you want to start with our number three? Number three. Um, number three. My number three is Sword in the Stone. So uh, you got, uh, we, we've had a King Arthur movie. Um, it was, it was, I haven't seen it yet, but it had mixed reviews. Um, Dude, I think you should watch it. Okay. Like, it, in the same way, uh, that you went into the Godzilla sequel, I watched it and I thought it was badass. It's okay. directed by the guy that did, uh, Snatch. What do you call him? Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Who also did it's, Aladdin. Uh, it's fun. I think it got shit on hard, but I... I don't know. It's okay. You could argue that it's good. Well, <laughs> the thing I like about the Sword in the Stone movie is it's a lot of young King Arthur. There's a lot more fantastical element with Merlin kind of being the Obi Wan in that role. Um, Merlin's constantly changing into different animals. He's an owl. He's a, you know, I only really remember him as an owl, but I don't know. Yeah, I think good I, one. I think that but, would be. Uh, what was put, the robot owl that would hang out? Or am I thinking of Clash you're thinking of, of Clash of the Titans? Yeah, um, but Artemis. There was an owl. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I would. Uh, that <clears throat> that's my number three. I think uh, sparkle some of that Disney magic on that and make a make a fun tale of King Arthur. I think that'd be fun. Um, so real quick, a movie um, based based on your number three that's that snuck in in 2019. It was it was considered a commercial failure, but it got really well. It got really good reviews. 
I think it had like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. And I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. I want I want to watch this. It's the the kid who would be king. Okay. Do you remember trailers for this? And it was it was like a modern modern day kid king in King Arthur's, Arthur's court. British Mark Twain. kid who finds yeah. out he can pull the sword. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll check so, it out. So maybe check that out. Um, my number three is, and you said we could go anywhere with this. All right. Yeah. Go. You get creative. All right. So I want to do a live action. Oh, and I want to uh, just preface all of this with like, I think the live action remakes are dumb for the most part. Like I'm not into it. Um, I understand trying to like bring it to a new generation, but sometimes when you animate animals in, in a real, in a realism sort of style, mm-hmm. it just looks creepy and weird. Like what, like why can the animals have eyebrows and talk and stuff? Anyways. Yeah. Um, I go gummy bears, the adventures of gummy bears, the cartoon okay. from uh, the Disney channel. Bears. If it's yeah. If it's all the bears, you know, like, like, like kind of realized as different types of bears and stuff. You get your, your zoomy, your gruffy, you know, Tum Tum cubby. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Could be good. Okay. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring. Could be fun. You son of a bitch. You have that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Gummy bears. All right. There you go. My number and, two. And mostly, I and mostly I want to see it just as like a what the what the hell would that look like? You like know? The, them just going full on for it, yeah. And, and they're bouncing through the trees and stuff. I don't, yeah. Well, okay. I want to I want to learn two? I want to learn more about gummy bear juice. Like, uh, it's kind of promoting that? drug use or alcohol use. They're like, dosing. come on, they're, they're definitely dosing. dosing. Yeah, come it's on. It's just bear testosterone is all it is. <laughs> well, it does something. <laughs> Uh, my number two is Lilo and Stitch. I think uh, I think uh, there could be some fun like horror elements to it in the very beginning when Stitch is like this monster created for chaos and mayhem. But then there's, my God, there's a ton of heart to that, especially the fact that they bring in the foster care element. And you got to bring back Ving Rhames. Like, come on, he's got to be in that movie and uh, as, as Mr. Bubbles. And uh, all the aliens and uh, um, I don't know. A, I love that movie. I think that's one of the um, like sleeper hits of Disney that uh, doesn't get talked enough about. So that's my number two. Um, that was also my number two, if you can believe it. Yeah. Drink. Um, we are brothers and drink, everybody. Um, I, uh, I think it would also strike a chord because it's one of the later Disney animated films. And so like, oh, yeah, uh, even like super young millennials now would remember that DVD laying around their house when they were little, little. And so you're just, it's, it's like right in the middle of, you know, the thirties Marvel nerds and like the, you know, I'm 21 or I'm 20 and I have a fake ID like those kids too. So I think it would would crush. I think it would be a big uh, hit. And if you give it like a guardians of the galaxy kind of, vibe and hell yeah and and you have like the elvis soundtrack playing and stuff like hell yeah that wins i think that wins i think honestly looking at my list if i was to put money on which one of these was going to be turned into a live action i'd vote lilo and stitch for sure yeah for sure all right what's your uh oh i guess it's my turn my number three is hercules or my number one sorry my number one is hercules um yeah i uh 
that is a weird movie. It's one of the few Disney animated ones that kind of art style deviated just a little bit. It's got kind of its own little flavor going on there. It's got a style to it, yeah. Um, but with all the monsters and the titans, the the uh, the ten titans that he has to slay, and um, the Greek gods, and um, it's just a it's a classic. It's it's not a classic. It's the original hero's journey um, of a character that has to kind of come up, learn that he's a hero, and then prove that he is that hero. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like that's a good one. I feel like that would hold up cinematically quite well so um, my only argument with that one would be like is that, that there have been so many live action hercules movies already like i think the rock was the last hercules which is an amazing movie i love like that it? movie oh i love okay. that movie yes i haven't seen it okay yes I like the rock i'm just playing michael bolton in the background for you guys there it is um just shit hot michael bolton right now by the way <laughs> Shit hot, Michael. This is from Hercules. This is from Michael. I can go the distance. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's your number one, Johnny? Uh, the Goofy movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> is that yours too? No. No. Oh, I was gonna cry. Report to the goof troop. I watch the show a lot, and then I again. This is sort of the same reason I wanted uh, for for gummy bears is like, I don't care. Um, I and I just wanna um like see what a bunch of dogs like look like. Yeah. <laughs> in goofy mode, and yeah. then also, I want them to put Pluto in the movie also as a dog, but he can't talk, and he's which just is like weird. A dog. Yeah, very weird. Because Pluto's yeah. a dog. Yeah. And then maybe we could get uh, Pauly Shore some, some work. You know what I mean? I know his mom yes. died recently. It'd be nice to get him uh, back in the, the studio to, to do something. Yeah. Um, it, it was going to be that or Bambi. I don't know if they have a Bambi one planned. Oh, thought, Bambi could Bambi, be good. I thought Bambi would be cool. Ooh, Bambi. Or you know what another one I, I didn't even think of would be Fox and the Hound. Because that's about yeah, race that's relations. Think about it. That's about, yeah. I mean, that would be timely right now. It's about uh, the hound was always taught that the fox was a bad guy. And the fox yeah. is actually pretty stinking cool. And then there's a yeah, demonic bear that be, lives in the hills. Yeah. yeah. They were supposed to be enemies. And instead yeah. they became the best of friends. Yeah, and that's baby, baby boy Kurt Russell voices the hound dog. I'm a hound dog. Whoa, I didn't know that. Is that yeah, real? Yeah, baby boy. He's like he's probably like 9 or 11, 10 years old. Disney, I don't know. like, yeah, young Disney era. Yeah. Mickey awesome. Mouse Club. Oh, my God. That was a good top. I, I, still, put, I still put my money on uh, Lilo and Stitch as, as most likely. That's a winner, dude. Most likely going to be the next one that we see. Yeah, that's a winner. Um, green, green light it, Disney. Awesome, man. Well, that's the show. Creamy, any uh, closing thoughts? I think we hit it all, my my, my main boy. Um, yeah, watch uh, watch the new season of Glow. It's currently on Netflix. I really, I, I think I really liked it. Um, my wife cried a lot. I just thought I just enjoyed it. So if you're looking for you know more <laughs> more things to watch, uh, Glow's on there. And then I also watched a comedy uh, with Seth Rogen and uh, Charles Theron. Uh, it's called Long Shot. Okay. And uh, and I thought that was really funny. So okay. check that out. 
And cool. um, yeah, I think that's everything on uh, on my list here. Awesome, man. Well, this was a action-packed podcast. Thank you, Cream. Thank you, Podcast Right Now. Remember, if you guys want to reach out to us, feel free to email us at raddadradio1 at gmail.com. You can find me on Xbox at Supershark with appropriate spacing and uh, uh, Cream of Egbert with uh, appropriate spacing. And uh, remember to follow us on all your social media platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for another fantastic episode of Rad Dad Radio. We will be back with you on uh oh gosh probably wednesdays that's what we're that's what we're shooting for and uh Hell yeah yeah that's the show yeah goodbye everybody thanks for listening goodbye bye now tuned into the motherfucking greatest uh, 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 uh. turn the music up in the headphones you can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the law, nigga. Grip him above. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Off the trap that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it. Just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom. To the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan. And I'm straight up the block. Like a running back. Get it, man? I'm straight up the block. I could run it back. Nigga, cause I'm straight with the block. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go on, brush your shoulders off. Ladies, is pimps too. Go on, brush your shoulders off. Just whipped up a watch, trying to get me a rover Trying to stretch up the coca like a wrestler, yes sir Keep the heck of the close, you know them smokers are tension But like 52 cards went out, I'm through dealing now 52 bars come out, now you feel them now 52 cards roll out, remove ceiling in case 52 bras come out Now you chilling with a boss, bitch, cards at C on the sleeve At the 4040 Club ESPN on the screen I play the grip for the jeans, plus the slippers is clean No chrome on the wheel I'm a grown up for real G. Feeling like a pimp, nigga, gone, brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too, gone, brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told your kid.